Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 250. Um, plans went out the window, so it's our normal <laughs> panel. Um, so yeah, I am Magnificent Matt Lewis, and I'm joined by the Man Beast Ryan O, and um, and um, his Tana Grief Slater. <laughs> Great. Oh, Perhaps I shouldn't have decided to drop it after all. Yeah, so I thought Matt Beast. <laughs> no Ryan, idea what that means. Ryan O. I feel like Ryan when he was watching the volley earlier, right now. Oh shit. Yeah, no, I, I thought we I thought we went over this. I am now main event uh main event Ryan and I've been down since day one niche. I like that. I do like that to be fair. But yeah, it's been it's been it's been a few weeks since we've had a record for one reason or another. Um f- indeed, it's not become a three week thing, don't worry. Um so I probably I'll start with you first, Graham, since you shouldn't be here technically. Um, well, technically, I should be here. It's you that's not supposed to be here. Like I was available for a Friday record as normal. You were like, I'm not, and then it was like, well, I guess we're doing it Saturday. So I said you would ex- hopefully explain that in the episode. So no, understandably for the first one, um, that there was just things happening. I couldn't avoid it. Uh, you couldn't avoid it. And then this week it was supposed to be back to normal. But hey, hey, it's all good. Um, no, I wasn't supposed to be able to make it on saturday um it's just really a combination of uh busy week crappy weather and not feeling 100 percent. so plans kind of got changed a little bit so um no i i intended watching the everton game and liverpool game and then heading on out down to richmond mm. uh but no it didn't quite work like that the weather wasn't looking good i wasn't feeling 100 percent and just tired i was right i'd rather just sit and talk with you guys to be honest well and I... I had no plan because i knew i was available on a friday so i had everything prepared well i appreciate that buddy i do um i can relate to the whole um bad weather thing given we're currently getting hit by one of the biggest storms in the last 30 years and graham's just mouthing because manchester city are winning um <laughs> And uh, Ryan, how have you been, young man? I can say, like, you're younger than me. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I thought the protocol was to ask Ryan how wrestling's doing. In yeah, well, to, to be fair, I have not watched a single piece of old wrestling lately. Um, I've only been watching new wrestling, um, but I have been uh, supplementing with other forms of entertainment. Uh, as we were talking about before we went off the air, I've been watching all of the Scream movies, including the ones I've never seen because I t- tapped out after three. Um, I've been uh, I started watching Arrested Development again because it makes oh, me laugh. I've never <laughs> seen that. Uh, yeah. It's a great Beautiful. show. A phenomenal show. It's yeah, it's that perfect surrealist. humor. So I, I talk about this a lot. There's there's a genre of shows that some people do it really well and some people don't. And I know I'm going to get some hate for this, but Arrested Development and I'd say Always Sunny do it really well is shows with completely unlikable characters that are supposed to be completely unlikable characters. Mm. Um, then the flip side of that, and this is where I get the hate a lot, is The Office. Completely unlikable characters who are not honest about why they're so unlikable. Um, and I just can't get into it. I've never been able to get, I'm talking about the American office. I've never watched the UK office. Um, it's actually on my list because I really like Ricky Gervais. I think he's very funny. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, Arrested Development is a phenomenal show, but I've also been uh, rewatching um, uh, David Tennant's run as the Doctor uh, in preparation for the 60th anniversary coming in just a couple of weeks. It's real close. Yeah. Like two weeks. It's, I think it's, was it the sixth? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. fourth? Yeah, this is excited as a, as a sci-fi fan can get with their clothes on. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. I mean, and the fact that so like Doctor Who very, very, very rarely features American actors in a prominent role, and to have NPH as your villain as a villain who was hinted at forty years ago. Like fifty years ago, when was the toy maker? Like, um, that's that's like series one, series two shit. Yeah. Um, I think that's really exciting because I think the last prominent American really was John Barrowman, and he's also holds British, um, resident or uh, residency as well, doesn't he? Um, I didn't know he was American. Huh. I still haven't figured out who NPH is. I've I, I tried he Nigel Patrick Harris. Ah. Oh. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, he's he's Scottish American. I'm I'm trying to think. There must be a more recent American than that. Well, I'm I'm talking in a prominent role. I'm not talking like a guest star or a guest star. Uh, but he's 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 a recurring, multi-season guest star who had his own spinoff show. You know, that's a little high up there in the rankings. Um. I I, yeah, I, just, I, 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 I obviously watching Tenant. I recently watched um, Daleks, Daleks Take Manhattan, and all of the really horrible New York accents that they all try to Andrew do. And Garfield I'm like, in that one, yeah, yeah, Andrew. Well, I mean, Andrew Garfield at least could do a semi good American accent, um, but some of the other guys who were just like, yeah, no, I'm from New York. I, uh, what's going? What's a Dalek? I don't know. You know, it was like, oh god, this is this is not good. <laughs> Yeah, and and of course I enjoyed the part where Dayton offered to kiss Andrew Garfield, so of course I'm, I was happy with that one. <laughs> Don't roll I, your I, eyes at me. I actually forgot he was in that episode, and I'm like, who's this young kid? Why does he look so? F- oh, it's Spider Man. <laughs> if you enjoyed this segment, make sure you check out the Doctor Who Pod returning soon on SJP Media. Yes, which is Dan and Sai. Yes, I, I think I heard there might be a, a cameo from. Somebody from a good I don't there, there was a there was a quick conversation that just said hey maybe you should appear on this show on the upcoming season I said yeah maybe I don't know yeah we'll see we'll see you know it's it's hard for me Graham as you well know it's sometimes hard to find times with those who live over there yeah um sure. it's it's just you know it's different hard worlds <laughs> <laughs> because because my my beloved husband um um it, they're still trying to find us to to, to obviously they, they're doing a, they're actually doing a draft for who's doing what doctor and what story this year um for the guests and trying to fit chris in has been tricky because of chris's working schedule at the moment mm. um so that's so there has been some, i know i know the story i'm doing because it might have been recorded as in terms of what one being being done, but if you're on Doctor Who, I'm, I know we're not Doctor Who show, but um, 
to celebrate the sixth anniversary, every episode that is in the archive is going to be available on the iPlayer in the UK for free. With one exception, that's the first story, because the person who owns the rights to it won't give it up for less than a million pound per episode. Yeah, and and it's kind of... So I have heard Mm. that classic who i'll just refer to it as that is the best yeah. the easiest way is available on um Britbox in the u.s it still will be yes but when i went to look at Britbox, i searched doctor who and i only found like specials mm-hmm. but then when i searched online it brought me to the Britbox website and it had you know first doctor second doctor third doctor etc and there were episodes listed, but I'm just nervous to sign up and then not be able to watch those. <laughs> and I made sure I was on the the American website, not the British website. Because from the 31st of October, they're gone from a British one. Mm, so, Graham, just Graham, just taking account right now. Watching. Yeah, I, I'm actually wondering because I know that in the US, uh, Disney Plus has the new rights to Doctor Who. I'm wondering if we're going to get classic as well on there. That would be cool for you guys. It would good. be. I'm just excited no. for not having to record BBC America to watch the new episodes because, from what I understand, is they are going to be essentially simulcasting on Disney Plus, yeah, which yeah. is really exciting because you know I don't mind, but like, um, for the uh, for Jody's regeneration, uh, I had recorded it, and a there's commercials, and b it was uh. You know, there was always a risk of spoilers because I think it it aired in England and then aired later in the day in America. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, believe it or not, husband, this is a good got back on wrestling podcast. Um, yeah, no. not not Doctor Who pod featuring Dan Griffin and Sipel. Indeed. This is my the remote control was my equivalent of you getting your pipe or you getting your book. And if you think oh, I normally hold good the to know. control that close to my face, then you're mistaken. That was good to know. So, anyways, um, I have a question, and I, I wanted to open this up. And this is yeah. yet is again it Doctor Who related. No, it's not, but it is oh. non wrestling related. So, uh, I'm going to pose the first half of the question to Matt because something I've noticed uh, now, Graham, you are also one of these people, but you're you're the second part of the question. The first part of the question is I've noticed that you people, uh, being those from the uh, the 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 great uh, the great uh, country of of England, um, if you're referring to the time of 7:30, you say half seven, correct? Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Now, Graham, you are a mathemagician. Uh-huh. I think he is, yes. Half seven is not 7.30. Half of seven would be 3.5. Okay. Why do you well, allow the British to do this? Because it's a contraction of half past seven. It's not that difficult to explain. It's very difficult to explain. Why don't yeah. you just say half past? That's what we do. Half past what? People, if half people past seven. Half past, it could be half past five, half past six. If people are asking you the time... Why don't you just say 7.30? I mean, at the end of the day. You can say that. That's just because you can't do fractions of hours. That's why. Some people if do. Fact, American, try and give them half of 60, then by the time they've worked it out, it'll already be eight o'clock. So at that's the same why time, they then, don't do that. Why do Americans say top of the hour? <laughs> I don't know the 60 because... minutes of an hour. 
It's the top. Mm. I, I actually don't say that. Actually, that so. would be a, yes. <laughs> I don't really. Michael Cole said it all the fucking time, and it bores the it bored the fucking hole of me. Well, uh, okay, Graham, you know you know baseball. Uh, I think I've heard of that game. Yeah, round. Yeah. What, what's the what's the the what what does it mean in baseball? Like bottom of the ninth, top of the ninth. Like which one's which? I really don't know. I genuinely don't know. Is bottom the beginning or is bottom the end? Top is the start of the inning. So <laughs> bottom top, is the top of the hour is start top, of the hour. Top is the first half of the yeah. inning. And bottom so if, if you say second. top of the hour, you mean the beginning of the hour. Okay. I don't know. Some people like being on okay, top. So you, you, being on okay, you didn't actually not know that. You were just being facetious. Okay. I no, I genuinely couldn't remember. I haven't watched baseball in over a decade. They, I really couldn't remember. It's just the scorecards laid out. The the. the Way team is at the top, and okay. the home team. So, is at okay, the top. great. But then top so of the hour they... works too. Beginning, it's just using baseball terminology. Matthew, you don't find my joke. You can tell it, can you? I, I made a very good joke. I timed it perfectly, and it was taught right over it. I'm not yeah. Oh, we missed it. Oh, that's, that's, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But speaking of go Michael on, Cole, on. We, you, you're edited anyway, so you can make it sound even better. So go ahead, repeat it, just in case it didn't come through. <sighs> you talking about being top or bottom meanings? Some people like being on top. Some people like being the bottom. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I heard you. I was just ignoring you. <laughs> I thankfully I, I didn't I didn't hear it. You. I heard baseball and I was just decorum on what Ryan was saying. <laughs> I've had to put up with Doctor Who for fifteen minutes. I was like, well, can, I got a chance to listen. In. You can chip in a Doctor Who talk, Graham. I could, but you didn't talk about Tom Baker at all. So I was Tom uh, Baker has the, the best story. I do not want to talk Tom Baker right now, though, just for the record. <laughs> That's fair enough, Graham. That's fair enough. Well, should we talk some good cop moments then? Yeah, sure. Why not? I think so. Let's do it. Good. Bad. Oh, I'm doing this segment. All right, sure. I, I, I know guests this week. <laughs> Matt had a whole host of games. Get... <laughs> Ghosts, I was going to say. <laughs> it is Halloween season, bro. Oh, Halloween episode. You need to book Wrestle Witch again soon. Talk to her. Reach out. Um, anyway, um, yes, uh, no guests this week. So um, I think we'll stick with the normal order. Ryan, what you got? So. I have, I have chosen. Actually, I'm kind of glad we're recording today because I was, I was kind of on the fence with some good cop moments. Last night. On Friday night, two two zero is the Manchester something game. Um, last night on SmackDown, Friday night SmackDown uh, on Fox, there was uh, it's, it's something that's been missing for a long time, and I'm glad they're doing it. There was a nice little interaction between uh, Raw General Manager. Uh, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Adam Pierce and SmackDown General Manager, uh, former NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis, um, that essentially is building towards Survivor Series, and we're finally getting brand warfare again. And that's my good cop moment because they made a big stink about the draft earlier in the year, um, and then there was really no brand split. And now they're finally making it. Um, so I'm 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 hoping everyone in Radio Land watched SmackDown. Because if you didn't, I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it now. I don't care. Um Jey Uso interfered and Aldis was like, Hey, you don't work here. Get the fuck out. And then kicked both um 
uh, Jay Uso and Adam Pierce out of SmackDown. And uh, Adam Pierce, I think, was uh, his his comment was "Let the games begin." And I was like, "This is awesome. This is just good stuff." Like, I'm really happy they're finally doing this again. Mm. They're both faces. I yeah. Like yeah, it, it's 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 pride as opposed to where the heel brand and you're the face brand or something like that, you that, know. Yeah. And 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 I like that. And I think, you know, whether they're doing war games again or whether they're doing um uh, a traditional survivor series or maybe both, you know, who knows? We had no survivor series match last year, which contrary to popular belief was not the first time there was no survivor series match on that survivor series. So that everyone shut up about that. It was stupid. And plus we got war games. How are you going to complain about war games? I like um, war games. I like the, f- I, I, there's room for, for both for sure on, on the card. Well, maybe it also fits because you know, War Games was WCW's fall tradition. Survivor Series is WWE's fall tradition. If we can perfectly blend those two together, we you've got the perfect television wrestling uh, pay-per-view, PLE, whatever. You yeah, know, yeah. you've got that. And Correct me if I'm wrong here, Ryan, and you will because you're a WCW fan, okay? Um, wasn't War Games Dusty's dream? It was. So War, War Games War Games was um, and of course what was created by Dusty. I, I mean, that's the thing is, you have to uh, you have to realize that um, most match types in WCW at that time were Dusty. Hence. Dusty finish, obviously. Yeah, you know, it's but but a lot of that stuff, you know, was the stuff that, you know, he either created for World Championship Wrestling when it was an NW, you know, a uh, Jim Jim Crockett promotion um, organization, um, you know, and he did bring a lot of that stuff over to Ted Turner's World Championship Wrestling. Um, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm going to have to watch World's Dumbest Inventions more often while I'm listening to you two guys. It makes yourself sound so much better. Is he calling us dumb inventions? No, I'm not. I'm watching True TV. Eventually, I'll get a chance to get a comment in, but until that point, I'm just I'm watching. Keep going. You've had, keep you've going. Had, you, there have been plenty of pauses, sir. Plenty no, of pauses. Matt, Matt, does not leave a, Matt does not leave a silence at all. So There was only silence was when he asked um give you a chance to correct him, and you didn't need to correct him, so... That's all good. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. No, please, please, please. This is this is fun. I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying listening to you too, but I'm enjoying watching this as well. We've left you silent, and you did nothing. <sighs> Anyways, uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a dusty thing. Um, which I think the story is already there. Um, just making the assumption that if they do war games this year, which they probably will, because Triple H loves war games, um, it's going to be more likely than not the face team is probably going to be you know Cody and Jay and whomever and it's going to be either Judgment Day or Bloodline on the other side you know that's probably what's going to the, the the logical thing to do would be probably um Bloodline because Bloodline is Smackdown 
Roman and Jay are raw, so you could kind of get best of both worlds out of it. That's how I look at it. But I'm okay with, I mean, if, if I get war games, I'm happy. That's I don't really care who's in the match. Let's throw Champa in there. I like Champa. Champa's definitely... Do you, you get a chance to listen to uh, Chris, Van, Chris Van Bleep's interview with Champa? The minute it was pretty much available. I was, okay. actually, I was actually watching the Natalia one, uh-huh. um, and I finished it, and so I... I clicked back on his page after I was finished it and the Champa one had like just premiered. And so I was like, Oh sweet. So I clicked on that and watched it. Um, interesting guy. I really like uh, the way he talked about everything. And I really like how he really subtly buried the old guard uh, and then pretty much said, I wish I was doing more. Like he even said at one point, he goes, I don't know who's listening to this, but there's a lot more I can do for you. Wink, wink. So I don't know. And with the, um, I don't know when that was recorded, but we had the, uh, almost reunion of DIY twice. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited for that. Just All right, Matt, what you got? I'm going to save my comments actually for a later segment. I was going to segue it in, but I'm just going to leave it for later. Well, now. I've just got, I just want to quickly check something. When did William Regal return to the company? Oh. Uh, January, January, February. I think his deal was up because he, he left AEW, but he couldn't. Uh, I, so he was released from his contract with AEW, but I think the agreement was he can work for WWE, but he can't appear on television for a certain amount of time. Really? I'm hoping if it's one year, he will not be available to come out and say war games this year. That's that's the thing. That's the thing. You think. I'd say like I'd say Nick Khan speak to speak to your cousin Tony and get give him whatever amount of money he wants. So Regal can say that because that pop from a crowd would be amazing. Agreed. Okay. And th- this is one of those few times where I will give um, AEW and Tony Khan some credit. They were in the right to re- to let him out of his contract. Um, it was the right thing to do for William Regal and for what William, William Regal wants from his life. He wants to work with his son and he wants to work in wwe with his son um so that alone was great um and aew and tony khan are well within their rights to put those clauses in effect um because they did the right thing now why they wouldn't want him on tv for that long i feel like it's not like people are going to be confused you know he's more known for wcw and wwe than he is for aew anyways um yeah i agree i agree for sure um yeah i mean i've got a lot of time for regal and i think that it would be a good thing to bring into it um you want me to go my good comment and i'm gonna do it right now um i'm not gonna talk about tototai which is coming up three weeks from today's recording i'm not gonna talk about that at all graham you going to talk about the uh, new wrestling school at CXW instead? I'm going to talk about Massive, which is coming on the 30th of March. <laughs> instead, back to Braintree we go for Easter. For Easter. 
That's six months in advance, although they announced that pretty much. Mm-hmm. I, um, I can't wait, Graham. I can't wait. Oh, do you do you already know some things that are happening, or is it just your excitement because it's in Braintree? Bit of both. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Both. Bit of both. Both. All I'm saying is that you. Guys I haven't are... seen you that excited. Actually, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Then I haven't seen you that excited about something since that I mentioned the uh, the Liverpool number eight player. And the view and the asking you, um, some people consider him attractive. What do you think? I haven't seen you that excited since I asked you that question on good card, bad card. The mixture of light is not an Evie on the eyes, Graham. However, he is not my husband, <laughs> which I will, which I had to re- reiterate that in case anyone thinks that Shabazz is now on my list, as it were, but he's not on my top five, put that way. But, um, so you have a, I just realized you have a list of husbands like Tiffany does. Everyone has a top five list, Graham, don't they? Of husbands? Ryan, do you have a list of husbands? Yes. <laughs> Dick. Everyone has a... Everyone well, has... now I'm not interested in what Matt has to say. I want to know what Ryan's e- top five Everyone, Everyone has their hall pass, Graham. Everyone has their, mm. five, their top five hall pass. I found who's my list of husbands? I found out who was on Chris's list when I was at EGX, and I was like, oh. Is that just? Are you just throw that out there? You're not gonna elaborate. Not gonna elaborate, no. no. Oh, okay. All right. Private matter. Okay, fine. Private Sorry. Matter. Tell us. Tell us more about massive, please. Massive. Um. Well, it's gonna be as always at the Table Academy in um in Braintree. It's um no no talent been announced yet for obvious reasons, but expect the return of the UK Pitbulls because they're gonna be defending their championships. Assuming they still hold them at that point, of course. They're defending them in other promotions at the moment. Odd subject they're to not change. available for um Toto. But it'll be facing the winner of a, of a triple threat match to determine the, the next content number one contenders for the for the CXW Tag Team Championships. Um also expect the CXW hardcore championship, oh and then there's the extreme championship, to defend to be defended I don't know who's winning it, be it Joey Naylor, um, Big Evan Joe, or Cole Riddick, I believe his name is. Indeed, there, there, there is obviously the macho man himself. Um, looks almost as good as as um, Paris's dress-up. Um, actually, talking about Paris, he's been doing a lot of hard work for um, Big Top Wrestling last few last few last few days. Um, he went to the show yesterday and it, the road has been so bad here, it's like a canal. Um, the roads have been, um, there have been places in the UK where the, where the water level has been leveled for platform on trains. It's Eek. been, it's been terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Um, and my condolences to everybody who's lost, um, loved ones. There's been a few people who, who had trees fall on cars and, Unfortunately, hit them. It's not been not been good oh, to read. It's been terrible. Um, but um, obviously, I shall be back in the, talking about um, um, six W. Obviously, I will be in the commentary box um, in three weeks' time. Which um, I was worried that my elbow wouldn't be ready again in time. Obviously, I fractured my elbow while I was at EGX, but I will be back. I've been off work this week. I've been bored at my fucking mind. I've been bored. You don't have the network. I've been watching stuff, Graham, but I like working. I actually like my job. So I'm not I'm missing actually... the mallets already in that microwave. Exactly. 
Exactly, Graham. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to scroll right past that. But no, I'm. I just I miss live wrestling when I'm not there. I I I even I mean I've watched back so many times just to like refresh myself ready for the next show, um, and it's just not the same as being actually there. It's really weird. I mean, you've got like four shows in three weeks or something, haven't you? I was just about to say when when I finally get to my turn, you just kind of teed me up nicely for my main good cup moment. Go ahead. Yeah, no, um, you mentioned you were trying to figure out um, how many weeks it was on the volley until the next show. And I said it's three weeks away. And you responded, well, you know, because you have a show on the same day. Um, what you guys wouldn't know is that um, or possibly didn't know is that I went to a show last week. It was unexpected. So, yes, I have VCW coming up on the 11th. I have Mid-Atlantic Territory uh, Wrestling coming up next weekend. Uh, but actually, I managed to get tickets to an event last weekend as well. So um, fight. Fight was the uh, event that was happening. It was, uh, I think it's Chevrolet, Maryland. Now, Matt, I'm going to ask you a question, although I probably should have asked you before I even started talking, really. I have mentioned it before, and you have an amazing recall of facts. Uh, what is the best live wrestling match that I've ever seen, or I have claimed? I have claimed this on several different um, podcasts. The best live wrestling match you have ever seen is Shane McMahon versus The Mid WrestleMania 35. Well, obviously, besides that, but but second to that. Well, it's okay. Oh wow, he's uh, he's not his. It's let him down. Diving into my mind palace. By mentioning fight, I thought that or poor DC as it's also known as well. I thought that might have been the. I was. I'm convinced it's a Gresham match, but I'm, I'm probably wrong. Oh well, okay. Now, well, I'll get a chance to refresh your memory in a little bit. So, anyway, um, the the tickets for these ones, I there has been a few shows. Um, they used to be in DC, and um, they were like four o'clock starts. And I was like, great, you can go watch a show, come home, no problem. Um, do the normal routine before school, all is good. And um, they've started doing the shows at like um, I want to say six o'clock, seven o'clock. It's just across in Maryland, so it's like an hour's drive, just a little under. And then it's like the length of the show and then getting back. And it's like getting back at 10 o'clock on a Sunday evening. It's not good with Jay particularly. And um, I'm only doing schoolwork as well. So we, we kind of haven't been. Anyway, I saw the show. Um, I saw a promo online. Get $10 off a ticket. Matt, you know I love a, a bargain whenever I can find one. Oh, so I was know. like, I wonder if there's any general admissions available because they're only 20. So yeah, I got general admission tickets, uh, $10 a piece, a couple of dollars booking fee. $36 for three three people going to a wrestling match? Sure, absolutely. Why not? Um, I knew Myron Reed was on the card as well. Uh, Mr. Grimm was on the card as well. They had an absolute banging match. I would not have put those two people together to begin with, kind of like a hoss, and then you got like your ricochet type figure. I wouldn't have necessarily thought it went together well. Um, went fantastically. They had all that goofy stuff that you've just been talking about that I, I kind of miss, being at a live show. Like uh, during intermission, they had like um, a costume competition because it's come up towards Halloween. Just things like that. Just the merch table, being able to go up and talk to rest. All things that you can't do when you're looking at a screen. Just the atmosphere of being just a few rows back. The point of when somebody does a superplex from the top of a ladder into the ring, and you're right there. That's so much more effective than when you're just watching on a screen. So, no, it was just the fact that I got to see live wrestling again, and I got three shows coming up within four weeks, and they're all less than 45 minutes from where I live, where you know for a long period of time, Matt, I was traveling two hours to see any wrestling, possibly even more. Like, I was traveling into the border into Pennsylvania. So my main good cop moment of the week is the fact that I actually can get to see live wrestling again. And I'm hoping that it continues into 2024. 
And just to finish off that segment, the match that I was talking about, the best match that I ever saw live was when Trisha Dora uh, won the poor DC title. Um, and the atmosphere was incredible. Um, people, it was, I've never seen such a reaction to a champ that nobody could have been more over at that point. And, um, uh, Trisha Dora actually did lose that title to uh, Sugar Dunkerton. So um, the Queen's reign is over, but after 1,300 days, um, that's a pretty impressive uh, a pretty, imp- pretty impressive title run. And the fact that that's been uh, defended in multiple championships within the area as well. Uh, Trisha Dora has been a real figurehead for that company. And I'm excited to see where Sugar, Dunker can, uh, Sugar Dunkerton can take them. And I'm glad about that as well, because he's often based in England as well. So if he's the champion, I'm assuming that means he's going to be more in this area for the next few months. I'm always happy to see Sugar Dunkerton. He's one of those first people at Nova Pro who really made an impression on me as well. You would rock up at CXW defender championship as well, if you want to. Ooh, that would be cool. I have oh, responses. Go. So first and foremost, my favorite live wrestling match, because nobody asked me. Um me I didn't ask Matt what his was. It's true. Um but both both of you know how important both these matches were. Um, first was uh, uh, EYFBO, uh, Santana Ortiz versus uh, Lucha Brothers at Beyond. Literally the best live piece of entertainment I have ever seen in my... It was... I mean, it wasn't even pops. It was people were sometimes silent because their jaws were on the floor. It was phenomenal i will also say uh the night that uh, orange cassidy won the independent wrestling championship the 200 300 people sounded like 50,000 the 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 eruption in that room when he got the three count was insane um but you know to 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 what you were saying graham live pro wrestling being there live is a completely different experience and i feel like there's a lot of people who maybe saw it on tv and are like yeah whatever it's wrestling but then they go live and most of the time they're like oh no i get it i i totally understand why you like this and something that uh, happened on um twitx the other day um kind of plays into this is a lot of people i feel knock house shows from WWE and I'm assuming AEW as well. You know, they, they oh yeah, I, I only go to Raws or SmackDowns or pay-per-views or whatever. Don't sleep on house shows. Cause house shows, just like you're saying, that's where all the goofy shit happens. Mm-hmm. That's where they're allowed to kind of um someone posted a video the other day. Again, I apologize. I don't remember who posted this, of everyone was in the ring, like Cody and Jay, and they were all trying to do the worm with or I'm sorry, the caterpillar with uh with otis and it's that kind of stuff you're not going to see that on raw or smackdown you're only going to see that at house shows and the story i always like to share is i went to uh the the garden not the original boston garden but the td bank north garden or whatever the hell they call it these days in boston to a house show with a uh, uh, steel trash can uh, my good buddy Cactus Dan and Cactus Dan's younger brother, who does not have a witty name yet. I'll have to come up with something because I do <laughs> tend to tell stories about this guy a lot. Uh, I consider him like a little brother because I'm an only child. Um, and he had never been to a house show. I don't even know if he had ever been to a wrestling show before. Um, and we're sitting there 
and he's like oh so i don't get it so so what exactly is i'm like okay this isn't on tv like this is just it's a house show they call it a live event it's just wrestling for the sake of wrestling and he's like oh cool and i'm like yeah this isn't the kind of show no one's gonna win the world title nobody's you know blah 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 that kind of it happens rarely very very rarely but like nothing like that ever happens about three minutes later the rocks music hits now, this was very much in the time when The Rock was not part of WWE. Okay. Um, Bo Dallas was cutting a promo. Rock comes out, does Rock stuff, and hits him with the Rock bottom. You know, Rock stuff. It turns out he happened to be in the area. They were either filming a movie or something like that. He heard WWE is in the area. He showed up. They said, great, let's do something. And they sent The Rock out you don't you don't typically get that at a raw or a smackdown you're getting a a finely tuned wrestling program from 8 p.m to 10 p.m or 8 p.m to 11 p.m whatever you're getting this finely tuned we got commercials we got a hit we got this we got that we got the other thing and the other thing with the idea of raw and smackdown or live like live television shows those are exciting too People seem to think that when they go to commercial, people are just standing awkwardly in the ring waiting to come back from. No, they're cutting promos and stuff. They're doing things. Something happens during those commercials that you don't see on TV, but you get to see when you're there. Um, uh, Hold on. I think we have a question in the back. You, sir, the very attractive gentleman in the red sweatshirt. Yes. um, uh, Normally, you're absolutely correct, but there was very famously that one time during 2020 where someone leaked the footage of when they went to commercial at a performance center and they were just standing around doing nothing that doesn't count and also that was hysterical and i think that people took that way out of proportion why why would you why would you risk breaking your ankle when literally literally agreed. no one could see it agreed i, thought, I, thought I get it though yeah but at the same time, I also can understand the issues with that your adrenaline starts going down. You start to get winded because now you're not moving. That's part of wrestling is you need that constant stimulation to get through a 10, 15, 20 minute match. And if you're stopping every five minutes, you know, it's just like, you know, running. Sometimes if you're running or jogging or even walking, if you stop and take a break, it's really hard to get going again. At least for fat kids like me. Absolutely. I apologize. I retract. The floor is yours. Oh, no, that's pretty much what I had to say. I was just uh, rebuttaling. I guess not a rebuttal, just a commenting on on Graham's. Um, I loved the first one that you mentioned, because when you were mentioning those sorts of names, I thought you were talking like about an AEW show or an AEW play. And then when you went beyond, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like that's a great matchup anywhere. But to see that, no disrespect to Beyond, but for an indie organization, and I know the proximity of how close you are to the ring when you were at a Beyond event as well. Oh, yeah. um, And I can also imagine the fact that Orange Cassidy as well, seeing him come through the indies, everyone knows his shtick, everyone's really supportive of him, and to see him actually get that title, because he never really needed the title. Um, but I think he, he totally deserved that title. Don't and the way he's held it with AEW has been fantastic. So I, I, I can imagine those both being Who super- would have ever thought that one of the hardest workers in a televised wrestling product would be the guy who puts his hands in his pockets <laughs> exactly. and pretends like he doesn't want to be there? Exactly. We, we've been saying this, well, since 2019. 
actually 2018 Graham we've been through we've been saying that since that Orange Cassidy is one of the best workers on the planet because when he yeah. rest, when he wrestles he can wrestle the best and and I will yeah. admit so I knew how good he was because I knew that he was fire ant I sure. knew how good he was but I will admit that I was wrong in the sense that when he went to AEW I said this character will never last on television and I, you know what? I am so happy that I was wrong. They've been yeah. able to reinvent the Orange Cassidy character multiple times while still keeping the genesis of what made him entertaining, but being able to do good stories with him, good matches with him, but also he's the perfect performer because he can go with the best of them, but he can also be your comedy performer. He can also do serious when he needs to. Everything about, like... I I loved his uh a number this is a couple months ago when he finally kind of cut a really serious promo about how he was injured and how he was still fighting he's still a fighting champion and blah 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 and then he ends the interview with pure conviction I'm Orange Cassidy and I don't have a catchphrase and I was like this is brilliant this is absolutely I same same thing. I always joked. I said it'd be funny if he had weak ass pyro, and then like the next week he comes out and he just has the one little pew. And I was like, oh, this is brilliant. This is absolutely brilliant. That's Gilbert style in a way, almost. It, it yeah, made me very happy. Speed check. Well, since you both given your your favorite wrestling you've seen favorite ever in-person wrestling match i'm gonna get mine we already know yours it's shane and miz we got it no my dude my dude no no um there's i could be really cheesy and, and piss rather than say it was the switchblade at when he was wrestling at the um at the garden but i think i was asleep during that moment so i don't think i actually can say that um for me um one of the best I've seen. I'm going to stick with it. It's Rebellion versus the Demon Death Squad. Uh, it was a tag match that lasted 25 minutes um, at CXW Presents Let's Have It. Um, calling that match was a privilege and a pleasure. Uh, what about now? It's just it's just a almost perfect indie tag match. There's no mistakes. Um, the crowd's hot throughout. It's believable. They told a story. What more do you need? Can, can I make a quick correction? Possibly. I do not think that Jay Bag of Dicks White is a bad wrestler. I completely understand and recognize that he is one of the most talented wrestlers on the planet. I just don't like him. I don't like his presentation. I don't like his face. I don't like his stupid New Zealand accent. <laughs> I just don't like him. Isn't and I like New Zealand um, accent. Isn't he a Kiwi? Yeah, I think so. Yes, he is. His accent is his accent. He can't help that. Much like you can't help being from from New England. No, I can't. And I, you know what? If someone wants to hate me for it, good on them. See, I just thought I um, hate Boston accent too. The fucking Southie bros. You know, hey kid, let's go to Donkey. Fuck you. Shut up. Go away. I just thought Jay White for Ryan was just equivalent of uh, Osprey for you, Matt, to be honest. I just saw Ryan change no, on the screen. I don't know how long that's been changed. But... There, is a, there is a big difference between the reason why I hate 
Will Ospreay and the reason why he hates Jay White, I think. But you'd add Matt, he's a good wrestler, though, right? His wrestling ability is not in question. Yeah, so that's why I was making the comparison. As I, I understand that there's a difference between the main reason you don't like When you, you, when you like start him, defending but... people who, yeah, try to... I, I know, I know you don't yeah. need to go there again. I'll go into it extensively on uh, one of my former podcasts, which I want to bring back one day, but it's having time. <laughs> it's having time. It's, it's just, just, to, just to play super devil's advocate a little early, I know, but it's just it's the same, you know, it's the same general idea with, you know, Benoit. I recognize that Chris Benoit was one of the greatest performers of all time. Chris oh. Benoit as a person, obviously a huge piece of shit. Um, the, who... difference, the difference with there is at least that Osprey and um, White can, well, me not so much a White, but Osprey can actually redeem himself still, potentially. Yeah, Jay, Jay White can't. You can't change being uh, that much of a douche. <laughs> that's, that's your prerogative. Ryan, as Graham was saying, speed check, sir. Have you got anything else good cop related to talk about? Yes, probably. Um, so first and foremost, I think this might piss a lot of people off. Um, Judgment Day winning back the tag titles, I think, was a good moment. Um, a lot of people seemed really upset about that. Um, I think it was logical, not for the reason a lot of people think. I think it is, I think them actually winning the tag belts is the beginning of the end for the Judgment Day. I think this is actually going to be their downfall. Um, and I think that's really exciting. Um, mentioned earlier, I really like the fact that they're kind of doing brand warfare again. Um, I really like uh, Nick Aldis. Um, I'm really happy that he's finally on TV. Um, I'm just a big fan of his. Excuse me. Um, Bound for Glory is tonight. I'm really excited about that. Um, we got a four-way Monsters Ball, which someone might die because PCO is involved. Um, oh, man. I had more, and I'm, I'm kind of blanking right now. Um, I think overall wrestling has been... Oh, um... Uh, Sting retiring on his own terms. I'm really happy because there was a big scare, and I'm going over my time, just so you know. Um, there was a big scare that his oh, career Lord. was over, over in WWE. Um, and then he he got a second chance, and I'm really happy he's going out on his own terms. Actually, no, I was pretty much right on. I'm darn. I did great. I'm awesome. Good. Yeah. No, you're good. You got it. Um, the only, I actually sent in fan cop moments to you guys because I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do it. And I didn't want to send in the Trisha Dora stuff because that was too specific to me for, to you to be able to talk personally about. Um, so I actually sent in as part of the bad cop moment is though, yeah, I agree with Sting being able to retire on his own terms, but it was sad when you see the pictures from yeah. who were there, how few people were there for such a significant moment though. I, so. that, and that's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Um, you know, I've said it a hundred times. I want AEW to succeed because I want professional wrestling to succeed. Um, oh. but they're not doing themselves any favors. I'm sorry, but if you're only selling four to five thousand tickets in certain markets, 
book smaller venues so those places look packed because four four or five thousand people is that's not a small amount of people wcw and wwe were doing four or five thousand people for years but and also the reason why ecw did not book metlife stadium yeah they they knew the arena was big enough to make their shows look packed, even though there were only, you know, a thousand people there or 2000 people or whatever, it maybe even less. And then, you know, they knew that their, their, their ceiling at the time was something like Hammerstein ballroom or something. And they knew, okay, we can fill this building and we can make it a spectacle. Well, and to, I want to come to this properly in my back. I want to come too, but you know. <laughs> so we can elaborate more in back up in a moment. I would like to say when um, AEW comes to DC, they do not go to the Capital One Arena. Traditionally, people when they when the big companies roll into town, they tend to go to the basketball stadium, the hockey stadium, that type of a venue, which is like that twenty thousand, which is difficult to fill. And when they come to uh, DC, um, it's co- it's got a really stupid name. It's called like the Sports and Entertainment. Yeah, Center. yeah, yeah. I don't remember the correct name, uh, but that capacity is not even close to that. But it's much better having a full, small capa- uh, capacity stadium than having. Uh, over half empty larger stadium uh, for sure and actually there's nothing wrong with that stadium that they come to for this one uh, because that's where NG, um, New Japan Pro Wrestling comes to um, Jackson and I went to one of those events and it's awesome it's great you're, even if you're in the back you're super close to the action as well so but yeah, yeah. I think choice I, of I, venues there's plenty I of think... college, college basketball stadiums you could use rather than going to the NBA stadium I think the issue was they did have a really hot start where they were selling out pretty much everywhere they went um, and when it comes to arenas like this, you know, they're not booking these arenas a month in advance. They're booking these a year in advance minimum. And that's just kind of where they're they're at. And, you know, they do have markets where they do well. They all, you know, they get good sellouts in Chicago at Staples they Center or whatever it's now. called. Right now. I think they I think they'll do fine. Um, they get uh, TK. And I think a lot of people don't understand, like, oh, why? Oh, it's always Chicago, always Chicago, always Chicago, blah, blah, blah. Tony Khan's from Illinois. Of course, that that's a place he, he yeah. I thought he was from Florida. No, he was born in Illinois. Well, I, I, I don't know where everyone is born, you know, to be fair. Well, I mean, he probably lives in Florida at this point because that's where their home office is. Well, yeah. But- you know, Illinois is his home, you know, is his home state. So, of course, he's going to kind of go big. And, of course, he's and not to mention that's the genesis of all elite wrestling because of what Cody and the Bucks did with Ring of Honor there. You know, that's that's the genesis of this company. It makes sense that that's kind of their their hometown. It's just like, you know, the Staples Center, whatever it's called, um, it is their Madison Square Garden for Vince. It's just that place. That's the home. That's what where in, we run. What in, what in Chi-Town, you mean? Yeah. That's the All-State Arena, isn't it? Maybe. I don't know. Is it, no, Staples Center is Los Angeles. Yeah, you're right, Staples Center right. is, LA, yeah. is LA, buddy, yeah. WrestleMania 21 is there, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've look. been front row at the Staples Center, so I can confirm that it is LA. I was... uh, did, you sit, did you sit with Jack Nicholson and... 
other celebrities who well if you're gonna there? ask me to go into more details it's not quite as impressive but okay um, when i was in la they were it was off season because it would have been in the summer and they were basically just trying to sell off all the merch so they were selling t-shirts for like a dollar whatever so i was with my buddy i was like hey i don't really want any merch but i just want to see inside the stadium can we go in so we we took a look inside i uh, walked onto the floor and the lines were massive because everything was so cheap so i just sat on the front row and he took a picture of me sat on the front row that is still pretty cool. That's it's still pretty cool to be able to do. I'm, I'm walk on say, the court. You can't normally walk on the court, even if you're Jack Nicholson. So I'm going to say something which is really going to suck. I'm dissing him. I'm not. Um, that's that's actually more impressive than you representing England at soccer. <laughs> which is impressive, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> When you have to give more detail, sometimes less is more. Yeah. Also, also, Ryan, congratulations on being Time Person of the Year, two thousand six. By the way, <laughs> was I? Matt, your recall of knowledge is awesome. Yeah. If you don't understand any of those references, go check out Good Card, Bad Card. We did do that, Matt. We we had a three week gap. I was supposed to record with Ryan as well, and we didn't. But that was on me. That was one hundred percent on me. Yeah, yeah so no one blamed me for the thing that I completely forgot about until like the day of, anyways. <laughs> so you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't be able to do it anyway. Apparently, hey, everyone in the world was time person of the year in 2006. You could legitimately put that on your resume, Ryan. Yeah, put it on the resume. I, I told my students to do that. They always think it's funny. I'm like, no, put it on. That would definitely stand out to me as an employer. If I saw that, I'd be like, what? And then you're like, that's clearly not true. And then when you kind of look up to see who it was. You'd see who it was and you'd be like, oh, I think that would make your resume stand out. I, I seriously think it Which would. I know it means I've been time person of the year the same amount of times as the former president. There you go. There you go. I, I'm <laughs> still I'm still completely missing all of this. <laughs> I'm so I'm good. looking I'm looking it up now because I have no fucking idea. Anyway, I've got to make Graham wasn't sure about the year, so for the year might be wrong, but it definitely no, I'm pretty sure too. I think you nailed it. I think two thousand six is correct. Yeah, uh, I would like to quickly do my speech. Check. It is quite short. Um, um, I wanted to continue by telling you um, we have got a guest book for Halloween special next week, Graham. Oh, Halloween's... Oh, shoot. I was forgetting Halloween is next week. Oh, my God. And, Never mind. <laughs> and for the first time in, in Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling podcast history, your first, Graham, we've got our first heel coming on. Oh, okay. We have got the virus Kane Michael joining us. Oh, Thursday we're recording because of his schedule. Mm -hmm. um, so I believe, do you believe you said you weren't available for that one, unfortunately. Uh, it might be that, unfortunately, I have to miss that. Yeah, if you do, then it's unfortunate, Graham. But, um, but, um, he had made a request, Graham, that we actually upload the video to YouTube. I'm like. We can make that happen. Oh, we can definitely do that. We just don't because there's yeah, because... <laughs> there's no reason to. Are you asking me to actually be on camera? No, and I don't want. No, I don't want that at all. I don't want. Just our fans are going to get really turned on, and I don't want the mass hysteria that comes. That's why I don't do it. It's really for your safety. You don't have to, Ryan. <laughs> no, but um, it's beginning. I'll do it. I've been rebuilding my. <laughs> no <kidding> at all. <laughs> oh, I, I've actually been rebuilding. I've got some equipment coming today. I've been rebuilding my uh, visual studio around me. So this will actually be 
Um, I might not debut everything. I may actually cover some stuff up. I'm saving some surprises, but we'll see. If you ask him nicely, Matt, he might even shower. Maybe. Maybe. On a Thursday. I mean, Thursday shower. Sounds like. I mean, I'll also be working at the time. (laughs) What's the date? Uh, Next Thursday. 26. I don't know. I should probably look at my calendar, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll just, I mean, I'll take a half day this day. How about that? <laughs> Wait, let me just ask, are you starting to record at three o'clock Eastern Standard Time? Yes. Okay. I will definitely be here for, for the bad cop section. I, I can guarantee that. I, I will not be, I will not be able to make it for the start of the show. Um, I'm almost a hundred percent. Yeah. 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 But I will definitely um, be able to p- participate in some part of the show. For yeah, sure. I've sent him, I've sent him, he he actually has listened to the show as well, so he it actually oh, okay. helps. So okay. heaven help us. Um, yeah, because he actually commented because I actually spoke to him at the last CXW show of that, and he mentioned like you're always going about your husband all the time. I'm like not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. He talks about Finn Balor sometimes. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. My list of husbands. Um, I'm gonna start with Paul Rudd. He just doesn't age, and he's he seems he seems he like a nice guy. Um, he actually looks younger now than he did when he was in Friends. I agree. Yeah, yeah. beautiful man, it's ridiculous, and he's funny. I like a guy who can make me laugh. Oh, that was the list. That well, was no, the- I'm, I'm I'm just starting. I will continue oh, okay. as the show goes on. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So we're gonna get him. keep listening, guys. At the top of the hour, Ryan will announce number two. All Don't right, start um- that crap. Get on him. Get on him. His speed check. All right, uh, a couple of things. Um, from VCW's uh, Facebook feed, for over 50 years, VCW Commissioner George Pantus has been a fixture in and around the professional wrestling industry. Mr. Pantus has decided it's time to formally retire from the profession he loves so much. At VCW show in December, David Crockett will make a very rare independent wrestling appearance, and fans will have the opportunity to have their photos taken ringside with David Crockett during intermission, as if he is interviewing them before a big match. Now, I had a second part to this, but just for the... I need to ask you guys a question. First of all, good cop moment anyone who stays in the industry for 50 years congratulations sir thank you for all you've done for the sport um vcw in december unfortunately is not in alexandria it would be all the way down in hampton i recognize the david crockett name i understand his importance to wrestling from all the different things i don't remember the interview inside of it that that part did not resonate with me at all would it be worth me taking a two and a half hour drive down to december making a weekend of it with james in that and make it taking the most of that opportunity. That's my question to you guys. Davy Crockett, do you mean Jim Crockett? Oh, did I say Dave? Perhaps the first person was David. Uh, oh, actually, it says David Crockett here. Unless I, unless I, unless they mistyped. I it don't well. know of David Crockett in regard to thing. It must I, have been Jim Crockett. But, I think that must. But have I'm putting it right at this point. Okay, well, Jim Crockett is dead, so. Oh, so um, it is David Crockett then. Okay. D- David David Crockett, yes. David Crockett is an old announcer for like NWA. Remember the Alamo? Yeah. I remember the Alamo. It was terrible. I was uh, my friend, we drove two and a half, three hours to go see it. And we spent less than 20 minutes and we didn't go inside. And I was like, this sucks. To me, it was one of the worst yeah. tourist attractions in the US. So so and and just to just just so we're you know, because I like to make sure so david crockett is jim crockett jr's brother right jim crockett is their father and gotcha. both i'm pretty sure both dave jim crockett and jim crockett jr are dead i don't know i could be that's on me that. though i apologize 
I have to say, I recognize the name Jim Crockett. Like, you can't help but know that name and the, the history from yeah. that. But I didn't recognize it. When he said, take a picture of being interviewed, like, I was like, I'm not familiar with those interviews. So I didn't know if that was a, a significant thing that I just wasn't aware of from my time, or if it's perhaps not as big a thing as they might be leading us to believe. I would say yeah. it's a big thing. He, he was, he was um, if I remember correctly, he did some stuff with AEW as well when they were doing, like, stuff in the crockett promotions areas like in within the territory i think they had him come out i think it was like a battle of the belts or something they had him come out and sit at ringside david crockett all right well we'll see what i'm doing that weekend i'll put it on the possible list it is a long way to go but it sounds like a unique opportunity so i would like like to to point out very very briefly that i asked graham to come down to florida say hello but he said no it was during school time. It's also that's not a quick. You realize drive. that's fifteen hours to Orlando, right? You do five realize minutes down the road is fine. Oh, my country is the size of Mississippi. Back. Everything's so close. <laughs> I noticed how he didn't offer to drive seven and a half hours to meet me halfway or anything like that. I can't this guy wouldn't even drive twenty minutes to go and see NXT. So I can't drive. Day, I would go fifteen hours to. I can't drive. Wow, you got to take an Uber. You can take. You can easily got there. Not I think they air. have. I think they have transport in Orlando. I think that's not air prices, Graham. No, exactly. But you want me to drive fifteen hours down to you? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, comes. That seems like the perfect segment into bad cop moments. Let's do it. Good. Bad. Fifteen hours. Are you kidding me, Ryan? What's your main bad cop moment of the week? I mean, should we just address the elephant in the room? I've sure. got a name, you prick. Matt, we're worried about you. This is an intervention. <laughs> I don't know what we're worried about, but we are. Trust me. Um, let's let's just get it out of the way now. Yeah. Uh, Tony Khan, his fucking continual outbursts on Twitter. It, yeah. It, it, so I actually had someone. Um, this wasn't like. A random stranger or anything. This is, you know, someone I I at least have uh, a, a, a cursory relationship. Like I know this person. Just, just pretty much come at me and be like, "What is your problem with Tony Khan? Like, why do you hate AEW?" I'm like, I don't. I don't hate AEW. I dislike Tony Khan. They're like, yeah, but Vince has done even worse. I'm like, I don't like Vince either. I don't like these people as people. I appreciate these people for giving me the gift of professional wrestling. I don't like them. I do not. The hero worship is sickening that some of these people get. And this is not just wrestling. This is everything. Um, But at the end of the day... Regardless of what Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff did in the 90s, at the end of the day, Tony Khan's outbursts on Twitter make him look like a giant man-child. And it is unprofessional. And it does AEW no favors at all. Um, you, you lost. You, you know, if if your idea 
of which before the day before that Tuesday night war it was we're going to win the ratings AEW's the better program the better product and we're going to win and then after that it was well look at what they had to do to beat us you lost if that was what you cared about you lost take it with some grace the smarter thing to do would be to start trying to garner some good faith not with the fans. The fans are useless. Sorry, fans. But we don't matter at the end of the day. From a business standpoint, like your infighting on the internet doesn't help anyone. But maybe garner some good graces with WWE. You know, because I remember Tony Khan a number of years ago saying, oh, we would always be open to working with them. Okay, then why are you acting like a child? Why didn't you just say, you know what, Sean, you did it. You got us, but we'll get you next time. Why not make it a friendly competition? Why not have some, oh, great. I actually get to use this word properly. Why not have some decorum? Why? Why would you? And it wasn't one day. This was like a three-day tirade. Of course, WWE brought out the big guns. You fired the first shot. You were on their territory Tuesday nights. That's that's WWE's territory, not yours. They and, and it, it just it just boggles my mind that we got to this point. Like, wow, yeah. wow, <laughs> like have have some have some decency man i like i've said this before i don't really like tony khan i think and i'm sure tony khan like i bet if i was like sitting in a room watching some wrestling and tony khan came in and sat down and i said hey tony it's nice to meet you and we shook hands and had a conversation about professional wrestling i bet he's a great guy I bet he's a super nice guy who's very passionate. And I will give him credit. He's passionate about professional wrestling. And I, I respect that. I respect that greatly. But like you are the owner of a multi-million dollar billion, whatever AEW is valued at wrestling company with partnerships with huge companies like Warner Brothers. <laughs> and you come out like that. And the thing that bothers me the most, and this is my actual bad cop moment, is the hypocrisy of it. Do we all remember three years ago, maybe four years ago, maybe it was at the very beginning, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose got, in, got into it with someone on Twitter because they were making transphobic jokes towards her. Nyla Rose has every right to defend herself. And the story that came out is that she was not punished, but she was talked to. And the thing that I remember is she was talked to and told, look, you represent our company now. You need to have a little more control on social media because you, you represent us. And I agree she had every right to defend herself, but she did go too far in attacking the the trolls. But how can Tony Khan tell her to have some decorum 
and to have some professionalism, but then never take his own advice. That's what do bothers I, me. Do as I say, not as I do. He's the boss. That That's his justification. Sure, but you know what? He still comes off as a fucking uh, oh, sure. believe, a, a knob. Yeah, uh, let's say it, dude, because I'm thinking it right now. Yeah. A cunt? Tree boy from Florida? I think you're right the first time. Um, Cockwomble. Cockwomble is such a good word. It really is. Um, I have thoughts about this. My personal thoughts is that Nyla Rose did not cross any lines as far as I was concerned. That's mm-hmm. my personal opinion. As somebody who... Oh, no, for sure. Like, Nyla had every right to defend herself, and she goes through a lot of bullshit because she is a trans woman, and that sucks. It really sucks that we are still at that point as a society. It really, really sucks. Um, And she she did have every right, but I, I do get what he's saying too from she was she was champion at the time i think too like she was really the face of the company um whose name wasn't kenny or the bucks and the fact that it didn't make a champion straight away also showed it wasn't all about the power sort of thing which is a good thing and then they brought her in as the second champion and i like that because it like phased them in sort of thing no problem about at all actually i quite like that booking ironically um, Dragon, but I personally did. Um, that was my worst booking of all time. I hated that match. Riho sucks. Well, yes, and we go there. We go again. Um, I'll talk about it later on a little bit. Um, Tony, make Khan, it believable. No, it wasn't believable at all. In any case, move, I'm gonna, we're going to move on from that because we need to move on from that. People are saying that. Well, apparently Jericho came out and said, "Book Shaq, book all these big, big all these, all these big celebrities and things like that." And Dory, and they booked some of the big stars who, who are on the roster. This the thing you see. I'm not trying to throw shade here, AW. I'm really, really not. It's gonna sound like I am, but I'm not. WWE. Every single person that appeared on NXT when they went up against AEW that night, every single person was signed to a WWE contract. Even Taker is signed to a WWE contract. He's a legend contract. Every single person is employed by the company and appears on a regular, semi-regular basis. Shaq and all these big celebrities they wanted to bring in, which he didn't do, actually, to his credit, Tony Khan. He didn't bring him in. Relied on who was on the roster. These names that Jericho they bring in, they're not... They're big names, absolutely, but... They did bring him in special. The fact that, is that people have been turned up on NXT for the last few weeks, for the last few months in general, haven't they? Mm. We've seen, like, the, like the Judgment Day turning up there. We've seen... Um, Go on, everything Cody turn up there. Until- Matt, yeah. I can actually I can actually do you one better. Go ahead, and this sir. is something that I think people forget. So the three big names that appeared on NXT to counter, you know, counter program or whatever you want to call it, uh Dynamite, Tuesday Night Dynamite, mm-hmm. were The Undertaker, John Cena, and Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Now this is and and uh, in the year 2023 this might be hard 
for some people to grasp, but it makes perfect sense. All three of those guys are exactly what Tony Khan loves to tout. They're homegrown stars. They might be legends at this point, but Cena was not a super indie guy. He was on the indies for a very short time before being signed. Mark Calloway had pretty much been rejected by every major wrestling promotion before he became The Undertaker. Cody Rhodes was literally pretty much born in a WCW locker room. I'm pretty sure his mother gave birth in the ring in friggin' Georgia. And then he was raised pretty much by wrestlers backstage at WCW. Cause you know, people, people seem to forget. That's one of the reasons that Dustin has always had a strained relationship with dusty was because Cody was the golden child. <laughs> yeah. These are homegrown WWE talent. Not and and no again, no, I'm not I'm not trying to take a shot at AW. Who were their big stars on their dynamite? Edge, Christian, like uh Sting, Jericho, Jeff Jarrett. None of these guys got their start the got big in the heart. None of these guys got big in AEW. They were big before AEW. They made AEW because a lot of people say like, oh, AEW is Cody and the Bucks and Hangman and Kenny. No, the person who put AEW on the map and the smartest thing that Tony Khan did when starting AEW was Chris Jericho. Because he legitimized them as a wrestling company. Because everyone knows whose game it is. And it's Chris Jericho. Yeah. I don't know. That didn't work. But still. It didn't. But I get your point. I want to go back to the um, your first point. Um, I think one of the appeals of AEW, and it was a frequent good cop moment for us in the early years, was the fact that they're so inclusive. So to suddenly stop one of your trans women defending themselves, it, it didn't seem that it fitted in with that message. Like, they have all those different groups. They're trying to make more women involved in wrestling. They have the Heels Club, things like that. It just didn't really fit very well with that. But back to Tony Khan, though. I still feel like everything he does, isn't it like mirror image of what Vince does or Vince did? Like, I don't think Vince cares if it's if it's a good decision or not, but whether it gets likes, clicks, people talking about it. He's more interested, exactly, Matt's showing money symbol. It's more about controversy and money and getting people talking about it. And I, I'm wondering if, it, to me, it always seems like Tony Khan goes down that way. I know you guys always like to suggest he's might be taking something. Um, I, I still don't think that he's he, care, he either cares about that or whether he does that deliberately, but I still think it's that idea of controversy sells wrestling. As long as people are talking about it, he'd rather have people talking about AEW than not talking about AEW. Well, think about it this um, way. He he wasn't brought up as a in wrestling. He he wasn't. Yeah. He what he learned about promoting is what he learned through being a fan. So his you got to think his idols for promotion are the ones who succeeded. Paul well, Heyman, Eric Bischoff, Vince McMahon, and these guys were not doing what's 
they didn't have social the media. Roster they or didn't the have be- social yeah. media though when they were doing that thing, but they were still getting people talking about it. And I think that's the the common thread here. That, that that's just how I view it anyway. But times have changed. What Vince they did? Have. Oh, they sure have. Would yeah. not work now. Agreed. I, 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 and I'm just saying. It makes perfect sense as to why Tony Khan is like this sometimes, because that's all he knows. He knows the war. That's what he was raised on, the war. And it's funny because he's also the polar opposite. And this is going to be, you know, compliment sandwich style thing. He is doing so much to partner with other companies, doing work with New Japan, doing work with AAA, doing work with CMLL, doing work with, I mean, he did work with Impact. You know, he does so much to open up wrestling while also being so closed off. And it's it's weird. And it does, I, I, I know people are probably sick of hearing it, but it reminds me so much of WCW in the 90s, the early to mid 90s, because they were doing the same thing. They were like, oh, let, let's work with New Japan. You know, let's work with the, the Mexican promotions. And then WWE, WWF started doing the same thing. They started bringing in NWA guys, you know, and like it's just it's it's such a it's such a and this is the biggest compliment i can give him thank you for doing that thank you for bringing light to these japanese performers and these mexican performers who might not otherwise get a chance but remember if you say i'm open to being polite and professional with everyone except for wwe it really makes it clear that you are being vindictive and WWE again, they were in their rights to defend their time slot. This was head to head with NXT. If it was the opposite, if NXT was on Wednesday that night and they were doing the same thing, I can understand him being upset, but you partnered knowingly with a TV station that airs professional sports. You are going to run. WWE has happened all the time. Yeah. All the time with, with, with SmackDown. Then SmackDown next week is on FS1. Yeah. Fucking do you, do you know what they don't do? <laughs> they don't do that. They don't have a fucking temper tantrum. You don't see triple H going fucking Tony. You don't, uh, what, what do you, what do you call Shawn Michaels? Big bald asshole. Like What? Bro, what are you fucking? How how he's forty one, I believe. Tony Khan is a forty one year old man. Okay, he's got teeth on me, yeah. Like, bro, I really want to like you. I really do. I, I I I I I would love to be like you know who's a really phenomenal wrestling promoter who I really love and I hope succeeds. Tony Khan. I really wish I could say that. But all I can say is I really hope that AEW and their phenomenal roster succeed. I really don't give a shit about Tony Khan because he's a big man child. Matt, what you got for your main bad cop moment? I'm going to sort of carry on from that a little bit. Okay. Brian touched on it a little bit when, when with regards to the Sting retirement, as, as did Graham, actually, about it. Um <sighs> It's the, it's the, the venues they're booking. The venues is ridiculous, Graham. 
and Ryan for that matter. I was just, just, just like saying it directly to you. The fact that they are doing, they're booking 20,000 seat venues and they've, and one of them they've sold 2,000 tickets. I'm like, this is, it's just, but there's the same time, there are reasons for it. And fact matter is, is that Jeff Jarrett is on TV right now, yeah? Jeff Jarrett's on TV. Is he, is he a trios champion or is, is he in the, in the division for that? I'm not sure. Why is he's he in the division for whatever he wants? Why is he on TV? He was brought in by Tony Khan as as like something behind the scenes, wasn't he? He's in charge of like growing the company, growing the fan base, isn't he? Uh, no, he was brought in as a as a performer from the beginning. I think he's doing both. Well, he's not doing one very well because the ticket sales, and this is a word I don't use often, but ticket sales are plummeted. Take all in out of the equation for a moment, okay? The average attendance for AEW events is five and a half thousand. Holy shit! What's the average for Raw or SmackDown? Everyone was back down about in 17. Yeah, 13 to 16,000, probably. Yeah, and but, but bearing in mind, granted, they're not selling out the entire venue, but it's certainly a lot more than AEW getting right now. And there's reasons for that. This is my personal opinion here. Feel free to jump in whenever you two want to. They need to restructure their shows around the roster they've got. Give them all exclusivity and that special feel. Fact matter is, you've got you created collision to have basically have two rosters, like they've done with Raw and SmackDown, basically. But they've got people put the same people on both shows. Throw that idea in the bin, do this, give them more time on screen so the fans can connect with them more for a start. All right, you said jump in whenever you like. So yeah. here, let me jump in at this point then. So what's probably the most successful storylines currently on WWE? People who are appearing on both shows. You already mentioned earlier the fact that Jey Uso came, suddenly appeared on SmackDown. Jimmy Uso appearing on uh, Raw. So this big storyline. I know that's not exclusively what they're doing, but you have, when you have two pe people appearing on both shows, it can actually drive some pretty big storylines. I know that's not the whole point of your argument, but I wanted to throw that in at that point. I, you said I, I also and I want rarely to... get a chance to interrupt, so I wanted to do so. I just did a little research, and I wanted to just point something out, Matt, in defense of you. Okay. Um... So I just looked up uh, uh, Bound for Glory, which is, again, tonight yeah. in Chicago, is at Cicero Stadium in Chicago. Uh, Cicero Stadium has a capacity of roughly 6,000. So probably drop out 500 to 1,000 for where they're going to, you know, they have to set everything up and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, whatever. Still a good crowd. Um, Bound for Glory is sold out. Cool. And that means... Bound for Glory will most likely have a higher uh, attendance than Sting's announcement retire re retirement announcement, which is that that does make me sad because I we've talked about this before. Favorite wrestlers of all time, Sting's my number two all time, like all time. I when when everyone in the early nineties was a Hulkamaniac. 
or loved Macho Man or Ultimate Warrior or Lex Luger or whoever the big baby face was, I was a Sting guy. I always was a Sting guy. I loved Sting. Surfer Sting, Crow Sting, don't care, loved him. Joker Sting in TNA is probably my favorite Sting. Mm-hmm. Like when he went crazy in TNA, it was amazing. Um, but I have, I have yeah, to make so of, of course, yeah. Um, because uh, having people in um, having people be on bubble shows is something I hopefully addressing with the whole thing I had with Matt down last night. To be fair, but um. The fact we're getting them too much, we're getting too much exposure. We want to see other people coming up. So where's the next generation coming through, sort of thing? Where we think we're not seeing it. But that's not the point. Um, next thing is do a better job of promoting the shows coming up. The fourth anniversary of Dynamite promotions for that started the week before the episode. This is where WWE and Impact, especially do a tremendous job at promoting upcoming special shows. Isn't the they, anniversary is not really very significant. But, fact, but in a year's time, I'll be interested to see what they do for a fifth anniversary, because that is a significant... But number. when these big shows for AEW are meant to be big shows, like something like, like Battle of the Belts, for example, what on the Corby things, if they're big shows, promote the fuck out of them in weeks going up to it. The fact of the matter is that if, if if it was a big deal, this fourth anniversary show, and apparently it was meant to be a big a big deal, I heard fuck all about it. To your to your point, I may be wrong on this, but uh, I'm pretty sure Battle of the Belts seven is tonight, and I'm pretty sure the first mention of it was this past week. But if I'm, how can it be Battle of seven? If they're an annual thing, that's going to start numbering them. It's not. It's like a semi double <laughs> annual. So, I, but, but in my personal opinion, something like that should be a, a yearly thing, not a monthly thing, Graham. Don't laugh me like that, okay? I'm not... <laughs> Graham's dead. Oh, my God. <sighs> it's clearly not an annual thing if there's seven of them and they've been going four years. But that's the point, Graham. That's the point I'm making. That's the, they're, they're, they're just abusing something like that. Okay, anyway, moving on. But... Low over ticket prices, that's a big, big deal here. Because Tony Khan's got a big problem with this across all of the sports that he's involved in. A family ticket to go watch Fulham in their new stand will set a set a member will set a family of four back now at a grand. Oh my gosh. In the new stand, a grand for one day. One day a, a game. And uh, well, um, I, I I will give AEW some some credit. They're their ticket prices are higher than I'd expect, especially when they made a big stink early on about how they wanted to make sure that everyone could attend. Yeah. Um, and they do offer. So when I went, I sat, this was a dynamite rampage. Um, I, I sat at like the first, the first level. So I guess the 200 section. So not like the, the lower level, just like the, you know, that first upper level. Um, and this was at the, uh, the Centrum. That's not the name of it anymore. It's the DCU Center in Worcester. Um, and yeah, but I, I think my I think my tickets were like sixty dollars a piece. One would which... like to ask about money, but when you took when you took Mason, 
All right, I was just about to say, I'm going to steal part of my uh, speed check bad cop moment because um, that, I think you're saying that prices are going up. You realize that prices are going up for everything. I do, I do. Like I we do. talked about, me, Ryan's going to his Metallica concert and things like that, and I got tickets for Bruce this year and Taylor Swift. Like, concert tickets right now are ridiculous. Oh, shit, thank you for and reminding me. I have to pay for those. <laughs> and sporting tickets are generally going up. So you know that my deal is, if I can... The best place to sit for WWE event, in my opinion, is the one that says restricted view. So you don't see them as, as they come right out onto the stage in the middle. Or you don't see the thing behind them. But you can see them on the stage and you can see them walking out. So typically, I've been able to get t tickets like that for 20, 25. Um, when I went to SummerSlam four years ago, I know yeah. this is a secondhand market, but that was still like $25. Um, so the one in DC is $55 plus fees. That's That was the cheapest I could see. So prices are massively going up. So if you're just taking AEW and saying, hey, look, four years ago when you started, you said their prices were going to be oh, low. No. We, we can't do that. Inflation has really pushed all that stuff up. Um, I want to add one more thing to that. It's not, not even the price of the tickets. So when I looked at these two $55 tickets, because it said plus fees, obviously I wanted to see how much the fees was because I wanted to talk about it because it was ridiculous. It, it recommended parking for me as well, okay? So, would you like to guess how much Ticketmaster's final price was for two $55 tickets plus the recommended parking? Two tickets, 55 each. So, 100... so 110 was basically the face value for two tickets. I'm going to say something. I'm, 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 I've got a fee in my head. Yeah, it's about $350. Jeez, that's a lot of fees. <laughs> well, it's you spoiled it by going ridiculous. <laughs> You went ridiculously high and you totally ru ruined my stat. Um, it was $275. I wasn't uh, a mile away. <laughs> but the parking that they recommended was $112. If you want to park at the actual location of where it's at, $112. I was like, uh, no, I don't want to park right there. I will walk a half a mile three quarters of a mile and i'll pay 15 dollars to park or like i did at smackdown 1000 i'll put some coins in the machine in the uh, parking meter i'll take three hours parking and i'll pay six dollars or something like that so and again in defense i'm actually looking at collision for tonight um normal ticket price like your 100 sections are like 35 dollars. you can get floor tickets for as low as 60 dollars. so i mean that's, that's not that's bad um, no, but just looking at the arena they're running, um, they have pretty much both upper sections completely closed off. What's like completely? You can't buy tickets there. I will just say, yeah, yeah. I will just say, AEW were outselling WWE in the beginning of the post-pandemic sales because their tickets were cheaper than WWE's tickets. Not anymore. No, I disagree. They still are. Um, you you sounded like you were going to ask me how much did I pay for Mason's tickets when we went to AEW. It well, sounded like that's what you were going to ask me, but I, 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 I want to say, yeah. So the answer to that question was um, the tickets were definitely under $100. I, I don't remember the price. I want to say it was about $75, but you saw how close we were. I think we were second, third row, something like that. Um, the ones when we were a little further away, but kind of low down, I think they were closer to about $35, $40 something like that. So significantly cheaper than anything I could possibly hope to get right now. Um, floor tickets for current WWE events are just ridiculous. It's hundreds. And yet it's they're hundreds. And not, even not even good floor seats. They're getting more people, though. Uh, that might be true. Uh, but it is a more... If you want to talk about, if you want to brag to your business partners what you went to see, you want to talk about you went to WWE. Most people still don't know what AEW is. 
And part of those expense, super expensive teats, uh, seats, I still think he's bragging rights. You talked about Jack Nicholson earlier. Why does he go to that? It's partially, partially it's um, it's networking still. He obviously has the well, money he can afford to do that, but a lot of this is still business meetings. Going I, on. I need to know more about these super expensive teats you're getting. Um, how much is how much <laughs> is a prostitute down in Virginia? <laughs> Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going out here and move on to the last point I wanted to make, which is <laughs> oh I thought this was I didn't know this was speed check. Oh, this is it's not. Speed I think we're way over ninety seconds. It's oh, sorry, speed it's not speed check. My main it's relatable, Matt. It's a relatable one to the first part. It is part of the same part still. Yes. Oh, um, okay, that's fine. Um, that's fine one of the biggest problems Impact did before they started to rebuild themselves, uh, and I think that they that AW need to do is badly is spend more on advertising the upcoming shows in local areas because everyone knew about all in you know it's a big show in london sort of thing people know about all out some people know about collision and some people know about these shows but tell me is what's the house show like being advertised in local areas all right let me interrupt you said we could interrupt the first first aew show in england you were surprised that that was promoted more than your average house show that they're touring around the country and it might be the sixth time that they've actually been there but really but why are they advertising in america i'm not saying that they're not they're they're not um the only advertisement i saw for the dynamite that i went to was on twitter I, there was nothing played locally, um, like because because if I'm, it if wasn't I'm, on the show. AEW is not promoting upcoming shows. Like I know on WWE, the cap. They, the they promote pretty shows. much the next like two weeks, maybe, but they don't like. Hey, tickets are going on sale this Friday. You know, like they did back in the day. Hey, tickets are on sale this Friday for our return to Boston in April for blah blah. blah. Um, they don't really do that kind of stuff, but. Um, you know, if I'm AEW, I'm running a local advertisement on the Boston Fox affiliate, uh, Fox 25, um, you know, during SmackDown because Fox pays for those WWE, you know, because you're going to have your national, um, advertisements, but then you're going to have your local advertisements too. And AEW could absolutely promote an AEW show in Boston or Worcester, on Fox 25 on a Friday at 8.30 p.m. They could absolutely do that. WCW used to do it all the time. WWF used to do it all the time. I mean, um, why are you I completely exit? disagree with that. Okay, so on TNT, is WWE advertising their upcoming shows? No, they're not. No, I totally disagree but with they that. Have they, well, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Graham, TNT is cable. That is not a local affiliate. That's completely different. Okay, thing. but they're not showing it on the same channel, though. You're not. You. But you that's not how TV a, advertising if you're trying works. Trying to target AEW fans to appear on your show, you do not put it on a channel that's showing WWE. You put it on a channel that's showing AEW material. Like if you just said it was on local AEW, then I'd been okay with what you were saying. Right, but, that, but that's I, a, I that's a thing. It works. You 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 explain to our learned friend how media works. So so when it comes to when it comes to Fox, the Fox channel, the channel that you watch. The, the Simpsons on, you know, Fox. Okay, when I get Fox, because I talked about this on Sling, it was from Chicago. I don't live in Chicago, so I'm watching that. that. You can the the Sling is completely different. Like about that show, I'm not going to a local house show in Chicago, so you no, just wasted no. your advertising dollars on me. Yeah, but that's, so I watch on YouTube TV, also an internet streaming service for cable. And what it does is 
the Fox I get is Fox 25 out of Boston. I get my local Fox channel that promotes local events through advertisements. Isn't Boston closer to me than Chicago? Probably. I don't look, Why this is not a this this is not about you mistyping your zip code when you fucking signed up for Slam. I did not sign up on the wrong zip code. Shut up. I can guarantee that. Decorum. They are this taking is how my media works. Every month regularly, so when you look at USA, when you look at USA, TNT, TBS, these are cable channels. These are nationally aired channels. There is not a USA affiliate in Boston and a USA affiliate in uh richmond there's not a usa affiliate in la it's usa network it is a nationwide cable channel fox is okay, run why is it then on that show where I'm, I'm i was gonna say i'm sorry to interrupt but i'm really not why is it on that show when there was like a tropical storm coming through chicago that they basically cut the program in and they focused just on that storm and but other people knew exactly what happened on smackdown that night because i'm seeing people commenting it on twitter so why so it's obviously not just one stream for the whole nation otherwise no, it's, no, that's otherwise what i'm that's what i'm said, trying to explain to you you just said smackdown Okay, you watch Fox out of Chicago on Sling for some reason. It is Sling, a local affiliate channel. So you're going to have your national Fox News Corp, Fox as a company who runs stuff. But all of that. So you got a signal from Fox. Okay. This is this is the nationwide Fox. They're sending it to the local affiliate who is then distributing it locally. So since you're for some reason you're but getting Chicago the Chicago's sh- still local for me? Oh my, oh my this god. Is as bad as Matt's geography. This is sling. Holy shit. If you okay. How Graham, are you not getting this? Seriously. I'm gonna need you to fucking focus. If you were to turn on your television with traditional cable, you would get a Fox affiliate from your area. I do not understand why you're getting a Chicago affiliate from Sling. I don't know. That is not the fucking point. <laughs> Hey, you, okay, so you only you you only want to advertise for cable fans. You don't want to advertise for people. Holy who shit! No, that is the opposite of what TV I'm saying. No, not what saying. Who watch their media in different ways? Right. Oh my god! Shows in very different ways nowadays. I thought you would have known. You that. you skip adverts anyway. What are you caring for? And and everything I'm saying to someone who lives in the United States who doesn't apparently have the wrong Sling account set up. Or is using some VPN or something. It was actually or... Milwaukee. Um, it was it was Chicago one week and then it was Milwaukee the following week. Okay, so so what that is telling me is that Sling doesn't focus on where you are. They focus on probably who is the cheapest affiliate they can carry. But for the rest of us, for people who are watching their local affiliate, if AEW wanted people to advertise, holy shit. Oh my god, I, I've, I've said it five times. I use YouTube TV, and the way YouTube does it is they give you your local channels for your standard networks. Fox, NBC, CBS, ABC. Shh, shh, shh. Can you mute him? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you. So, if AEW wanted to advertise during SmackDown, 
and they wanted to advertise a show in Boston, they're not buying ad revenue or an ad slot from News Corp, from the company that owns Fox as a station. They're going to buy advertising time from Fox 25 in Boston, Massachusetts. Now, I want to explain something. Boston is the capital of Massachusetts. Massachusetts is in New England. It's a state called Massachusetts. I'm from it. I know about it. And I also know how local affiliates work because I went to fucking school for how fucking television is produced you goddamn i'm is, not gonna say country is boy new england like old england is it like- it's, it's, it's it's like old england but better because it's new and it's not so fucking full of fucking pomp and circumstance and like we call fries fries not chips and like we just understand things better but I need you to understand how advertising works. I'm going to find how local advertising works and I'm going to send you information on it for the rest of your fucking life. I'm so you have I have not the, you triggered the media student, Greg. <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna make sure I, I fully understood this. So I I'm piecing like all those pieces you put together. And I, I think what I'm concluding from what you're saying is that slings crap. Is that is that right? Apparently. Okay, I got it now. Well, I'm I'm saying is that advertising more locally it would it would help AEW for sure because it's, it's where Impact stopped doing it and they started petering off because of it and they started doing it again. So it's now they've now come back up more locally. So it's helping them. It helps locally. Paris does it with CXW. Advertise locally helps. Does um, AEW do their ticket sales through um, Ticketmaster? I, I'm, they I'm do. They do. Okay, so basically, I, I would imagine then, people who attended previous shows, you're going to get those emails just like I did from WWE. Hey, we know you attended this show. Would you like to attend this show? So I'm assuming they're getting similar ones from that. So that, that would now, obviously be I, I, I want to clarify something, though. Yeah. AEW is not using Ticketmaster. The uh, venue... The venue... Oh, go, go, go. Got you, Ticketmaster... Got you, got you. Okay. And that's the reason we have a monopoly is because they've monopolized. And since Ticketmaster and Live Nation are the same company, you pretty much have to go through them because almost every single venue is partnered with them. I have the same issue, Graham. Exactly the same issue because I go to show two to watch music concerts. I'd go to watch wrestling events there. I got, I was like, do you fancy coming to watch Lionel Richie in concert? No. I mean, I'd go see Lionel Richie. You couldn't, no, I, I, not, I hadn't thought about it, no. They missed the real opportunity there. On the um, email, it should have been like, hello, is it me you're looking for? That should, they, they missed a total opportunity. They, they, absolutely, but the fact of the matter is, is that <laughs> I just, I want, is that I get these things all the time. I don't forget to check these people out. I'm like, I'm interested. I get them for BBC all the time, Graham. I went, I've signed up to watch, to try and get the Strictly Come Dancing tickets. I'm getting asked... Do you want to come watch God of the Question Time? No! You're of that age where they'd ask that question. <laughs> Fuck you, you prick! Hey, Matt, You're speaking of which, audience. Matt, do you have your uh, uh, AARP card yet? AARP? <laughs> what, AARP control? AARP. <laughs> what is I don't know what that is. I know what it is, though. And I was pissed when I got those in the email starting about you. What ago. is that? Uh, I got my first AARP uh, uh, mail thing when I was like 22. Okay, I was well, like, what the fuck? Then, 
I thought it was like, I was like, you're like a couple of years too early. I was like, fuck off, send me that in a couple of years, sure, but not right now. I think it's 50 when you can apply for it, right? Or is it 55? Yeah, it's it's it, it was the, Matt, just, just so you're aware, it's it used to be called the American Association of Retired Persons. So it's an old person card. Okay, <laughs> got you. Okay, well, it's like I, Medicare and shit. I like don't that. have my so thirty-five percent off like restaurants if you want to eat dinner at like four fifteen or something like that. Early bird oh, special, no. motherfucker. <laughs> I, I I I can't wait. Sounds great. <laughs> um, I'm so lost. Is it my bad card? Yes. Oh god. Um, I thankfully, thank goodness, I don't really have very much. Um, the event that I went to, as much as it was a good cop moment, there was one part of it that was a real bad cop moment. Um, thankfully, we're going back to ticketing, so I am gonna come and piggyback off you, Matt. So I printed out the tickets, and it said five p.m. till seven p.m. on the tickets. Two-hour show sounds pretty reasonable, right, for an indie event? Perfectly okay. Mm. And um, when I looked at the poster, though, the poster said uh, doors open at five, and then the ring bells at six. So I was like, so if they starts at five and the ring bell six, is the show really going on till set? So I was seriously confused. Anyway, thankfully I saw, and I was like, they, these guys are not going to be able to respond to this now because it's too close to bell time. Um, I did see the people who were the photographers at the event, uh, Jaylee Photography, who I knew from Nova Pro. Thankfully, I saw them post. And I asked them a question. I was like, is it five till seven? Is it starting at six? Whatever. Had no idea. And they said, no, no, no. It's doors. Doors open at six. Um, but no idea of the length of the show. My bad cop moment is if I'm taking people to an event, particularly young kids, I, I need to be able to plan ahead. Like I need to know like, hey, what time are we going to leave? Are we going to be able to get back? Particularly on a school night, all those things that happened. So anyway, the final, this was the final deal. I kind of split the difference. It was so late that I couldn't make it for five anyway. Uh, we got there for 5.30 and I was like, hey, if we're 30 minutes early, that's fine. We can look around the merch tables. No big deal. Uh, if we are late, hey, we've missed 30 minutes of a two-hour show. We we did okay. Um, anyway, how it turned out to be, we arrived at 5.30, and there was already a pre-show going on. And uh, we caught the last part of the second pre-show match. We caught the whole of the third and the fourth pre-show match. I didn't realize it was like Nova Pro. you got to get to Fight Club early. They had four, ma four matches on the card, and I guess they literally started wrestling at 5 o'clock. And the additional bad cop moment was um, they had their intermission, we went into the second half. When I thought that we were leaving, with it being a two-hour show, six till eight, that was the time I was like, look, we got to leave now because we got to get back before nine o'clock. That was the exact moment that they were getting ready to start their main event. So unfortunately, I did not get to see Sugar Dunkerton versus Trisha Dora, which was the match I wanted to see more than any other match. And um, I had to leave. So yeah, ticketing, you've got to be a lot clearer on times. Um, I don't care if you give it a final time, but I think for an indie event, you should be able to give some idea for a show. Is it going to be two hours long? Is it going to be three hours long? But to put five till seven and then not have your main event till start until eight o'clock, I think is particularly bad. I, I would agree with that a ton. And, you know, for us, because we have been going to wrestling events for many years and um, it, it, but it goes to, the big time as well we understand it that if you you know your layman's person would think oh i'm going to monday night raw it lasts from eight until 11 well not really because after the show goes off the air you usually get a dark match main event so that's another 15 20 minutes on top of that um yeah. i it was actually something that really turned me off from aew live was i went to dynamite and dynamite was great like dynamite flowed well i really liked it and they're like oh we're gonna tape rampage and it took them probably an hour and a half 
to record an hour long show that also has commercials. And I was like, what is happening here? It was chaos. They had to play pre-recorded promos multiple times on the screen. They like at one point, Justin Roberts was like standing in the ring, pretty much just like, so uh, how's everyone doing? Uh, yeah. So hope y'all enjoyed dynamite we've got no yeah go no no okay i just Uh, suddenly remembered and i didn't piece it together at the time um at the AEW show that we went to a fan came into the ring and did rock paper scissors with i believe one of the refs i'm guessing that was just to fill time because they had nothing to do yeah it's like appreciated at the time but yeah it it actually turned uh, i've talked to my buddy about this a bunch of times because he is a He's, I don't want to say he's a diehard AEW fan. He's a diehard wrestling fan. He watches WWE, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan. He wa- And I'm not saying he doesn't watch New Japan like live. He watches like the Access TV, like hour long weekly show that they do. Um, but I he watches everything. He actually has two TVs set up so he can watch multiple wrestling shows at the same time um i i respect him for it definitely um and 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 i and i had to explain to him like it kind of turned me off to rampage being there and seeing how much of a shit show it is it makes me not want to watch it on tv anymore um and for the first time in months i watched rampage i think it was last two weeks ago and I immediately regretted it because I was like, that was an hour of my life that I'll never get back. It just it wasn't good. There wasn't any good matches. There wasn't any good story. It was just like this was a waste of an hour. I could have been watching Doctor Who or porn or, or anything. So, yes, I agree. Timing like I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of our show is from X to X uh, as a like. You know, but the majority of people are going to say the show starts at seven and they're not going to give you an end time. I'm a, you know, I went to Beyond shows forever. How many Beyond shows did you watch on IWTV that were like five hours long? See, I don't mind that as much, but don't put a finish time if it's not even close. Agreed, agreed. So if it says it finishes at seven and your main event doesn't start till eight and you know that, and I know that that event, that match would have gone on 20, 25 minutes easily. Uh, there's no way that was a five minute quick match. Not well, not when you somebody's losing their title after thirteen hundred days. This is one of the things, Graham, because we mentioned this before Ryan joined the team full time. We mentioned how one of the very few things that CXW did wrong in the early days was saying what time it was going to finish. Yeah. Um, Paris no longer gives a finish time um, because. They don't want to rush people out, and you know that, that that's good. Um, yeah. Problem is, is that the last show we had, which of course was Summer Smash It. Um, Keep talking. I just need to step away for a second. They peek behind the curtain on that side of things. Uh, we um, we looked out the curtain um, at the, at the time that bell time start the show. People were the queue for the beer and the sausage <laughs> people because people obviously wanted it obviously um oh. we had to wait for them to we had to like like back come on got want to start a show guys come on so they people were, were trying to be rushing back here there and everything sort of thing 
So we had to be able to, we, we were slightly late than starting because of, but that, but the fans were there. The fans were there, the fans were there yeah. but people just all at the same time just go and get the food and the, and the beer, which can't you be gotta start. You've got to start the wrestling and then people can make that choice like between matches. Because if there's nothing going on, everybody's got something to do. And what's everyone going to do? Get food, get a drink. Absolutely. So you, you kind of got to have that. I understand that, I, that idea of a pre-show. It gives some of those lesser talents an opportunity to perform on a big stage. But it also gives you the chance to, oh, look, something's going on. And I, I like watching a pre-show. Don't get me wrong. I like to see it's a wrestler I've quite seen before. Not. Yeah, you get to see a slightly different story. Um, but for other people, it's like, I don't know who this is. I'm going to go get I a believe, drink. So that splits it up well. I believe, Graham, you saw me in on a pre-show. Uh, that would not surprise me. I've seen a lot yeah. of people on pre-shows. I saw Danhausen on a pre-show. That was my first. That was my first indie match I ever saw, and I didn't even realize it at the time. Um, he wasn't Danhausen at that time. He was uh, Donovan Danhausen or something. I can't remember what his name was. Yeah, but, but he well, yeah, it, it, but it was, was obviously it, not an indie. Danhausen in the previous life, yeah. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Welcome back. No, I've seen some really good matches Hello. on pre-show as well. Some of the more memorable ones. Um, Agreed. Fun when there's only a few people there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yep. I don't know okay. what we were talking about. Free shows are great. Yep, speed check time. So we're nearly on two hours already. I think we have some editing at the start. We didn't. We didn't quite include, but yeah, we, it's it. time. It's time to move on a little bit. All right, Ryan, what you got for your speed check? You got ninety seconds. Um, I mean, we'll stick with the, you know, just like we've been talking about the attendance figures uh, for AEW. It's not a bad comment. This is not again, not a shot at AEW. It makes me sad. It really just makes me sad. I want to see those arenas packed. Um, and if you can't pack a 15,000-seat arena, maybe you should go into a 6,000-seat arena. So, you know, it's 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 not for the fans. It's not for Tony Khan. It's for the wrestlers. You know, if they're walking out there and just looking around, especially on hard cam, and it's just an empty wall that they're talking to, that sucks. I'm, I feel for them. Um Oh, God. Uh, bad cop moment. Raw this past week. Uh, Michael Cole, uh, 5.8. What is happening to your phone? Look at your phone. Look at your phone. Oh, I pressed stopwatch, not timer. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, Michael Cole was unavailable uh, on Raw this week. So we got three hours of Kevin Patrick. Um, God damn it. That was hard to get through. It was um very very difficult um oh god i had something you don't have to fill the full 90 seconds yeah right? no i had something else too and i just can't remember what it was well uh, you can always come back at the end if you need to yeah, um, we are... my hand accidentally caught stopwatch it was actually counting down because i saw it before i was like oh you still got 50 seconds to go so i knew it was on but i did right, too um... but it was weird <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know you could do that. Normally, I used to use my iPod. I've switched to phone. I don't like this phone at all. But hey, it's the way it goes. It looks like I'm stuck with it for now. All right, Matt, what you got? What have I got? Um, precious little to be fair. Um, that's all right, so for my talked about one thing. I but the but the one thing I want to talk about is, um, Bianca Belair coming back so soon. I think they could have waited a little bit longer. Uh, I I'm happy to see her. Don't get me wrong, but I think like she's been gone for like a month. I mean, like this. I mean, if they have you a break sort of thing, then properly have a break sort of thing. Um, it's like, with example, Roman, and also actually, there's one more thing. Actually. Roman Reigns versus LA Knight. Don't want it. I don't want it. 
I'm aware of a shirt grain, but I don't want it because I don't either. Because they booked it for Crown Jewel. Roman ain't losing in Crown Jewel. Nope. Silver platter. Served him the next big thing and he's gonna get knocked out. Yep. If I I have to disagree. I know you do. That's why I commented on your post. Like this is making him this is putting him in the main event. This is WWE is doing something they very rarely do, striking while the iron's hot. Putting the belt on him or not, this is a massive push to his career. You're putting him in great story to tell when he's retired for sure. You know, like this is this is wrestling Hogan in the 80s. You know, this is wrestling Hogan in the 90s. What the fuck? Man, Hogan lasted a lot longer than he should have. Um, this is like wrestling Hogan in the 2000s. Oh, goddamn. You know, you know, but this is this is wrestling, you know, Austin in 2001 or The Rock in 2001, 2002. You know, this is the top guy in this company. Win, lose, or draw, this changes the trajectory of... L.A. Knight, Eli Drake, yeah. Sean, whatever his name is, his, his career. This changes everything for him. Yes. Question: Are Ro- you are you Ro- acknowledging your tribal chief by putting up the one? Are you agreeing that Roman will win this match? First of all, I, it's a follow up. There's two parts to this match, so hold on. Part one: Do you think Roman's winning? There is a ninety nine percent chance that Roman is winning. All right. Now, I think it depends, though, I, on how you think that he's going to win. So if Roman wins clean, then that totally destroys LA Knight. If Roman wins with help from the Usos or like he's done in every single title defense for three boring years, then I think that keeps LA Knight credible because you can still say, look, he lost, but he only lost because of whatever. So I guess that's the second question. Does Roman win clean or with the help? Um, I, I'll do you one better. On, Matt, okay. go ahead first, though. To answer the question, which I didn't get a chance to answer, um, I think Roman's losing the match. Oh, 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 sorry. I misunderstood what you were saying then. No, huh? I, I know exactly what Matt's about to say, and I agree with him. Okay. But it won't Roman, count as a. LNI is not winning the championship. Roman's going to win, but Roman's going to lose by disqualification. Okay. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Right, and so that's the... Jay will screw him. Okay, so that still keeps, um, so that's still good then. If LA Knight manages to get through this, then that's fine. But if he loses, like, he just gets destroyed. Like, I'm trying to think, like, uh, Brock Lesnar taking over from. But I have a problem with that as well, though. Because the last time Roman lost by DQ was to Seth. And nothing was done with it. And we're straight on to Sami Zayn, which I. No, actually, it was a year ago. It was, oh my God, it was a year ago. Nearly two years ago, Seth by by DQ. Fuck. Well, Seth's done pretty okay since in the last. Absolutely, two. but they didn't capitalize and then re-go it to WrestleMania. They didn't. Who did they go with? Brock. They went with fucking Brock, didn't they? Of course they did. They didn't. They didn't push on with the Seth thing They're... there. I'm just worried. Am I worried? Because. Vince isn't in charge of creative at all. It's not creative anymore. There is a story here. There is a story. Let me paint you a picture. This is how they can do the DQ finish logically. Roman loses via disqualification. LA Knight is your victor. LA Knight doesn't have the championship. 
yeah. LA Knight now has the opportunity to be like, hey, golden boy, I got screwed. And you know I got screwed. And if you're really the champion, the man, blah, 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 then you're going to give me another shot. And Roman's, of course, going to go, why? Who are you? Who are you? You know, everybody knows who game is, blah, blah, blah. So this leads to the story of LA Knight being like, I deserve this. But then them playing into the whole bloodline pull, you know, hey, well, we don't have to give you shit. Like, who do, who do you think you are? Leading to that, well, if you're not going to give me the shot in January, there's a little match called the Royal Rumble. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to take that so I can take that. Boom, Knight wins the Rumble, Knight Roman at WrestleMania, Knight takes the title at WrestleMania. Hang on, and no. then Rock no. versus Reigns at Night 2. Or, uh, I, I, I don't think we're don't getting think, the don't Rock. Think, don't think it, just live it, mate. Just live it. I, I definitely versus, uh, Roman at WrestleMania? I see. I think Cody versus Seth. The, the 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 Cody, Cody moment was Cody there. Okay. Cody will quote unquote finish the story, but I honestly am not sure if Roman is the opponent to finish the story because I don't think the length of the title reign matters, but I think the belt matters. And uh, love it or hate it, the belt that Roman holds has a closer lineage to the belt that Cody wants to win. And I think that it doesn't matter who the champion is necessarily. I think it just matters the time, the place, and the belt. That's what matters. So, I, I, I don't know, but I also think that Cody is enough of a professional and he cares enough about the story that's being told, whether he's involved or not, where if they said, Hey, I know we talked about doing a B and C with you and Roman, but look at what we have right here. Look what's happening. Mm. Cody is a businessman at the end of the day. And now Cody has um, experience kind of as a semi promoter. I think Cody and, and Cody at this point, like is funny. Cody has solidified his legacy and his career without ever holding a major, major championship. He didn't he hold what he held, he held that that plastic piece of crap in AEW. I'm gonna say that because the belt looks terrible. Mid-card title. I'm not I'm not saying that a mid-card title is a piece of crap. But it looks so tacky. Oh no! But 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 that's not a that's not a world championship. That's yeah, a mid card title. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, your yeah, legacies yeah. aren't defined by objection. Your mid card titles. Objection, your honor. Ricky Steamboat was defined by the Intercontinental Championship. Ricky Steamboat was defined by Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat could have never held a title in his entire career and would still be a legend. A honky tonk man's entire existence was defined by a championship and Gunter. Honky Tonk Man doesn't have a legacy. Honky Tonk Man was a poorly thought out gimmick to a mid-tier wrestler. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm not going to get that one. 
about that. The, 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 oh, the fact that you just fucking referred to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Honky Tonk Man the same the same idea is just sickening to me. First and foremost, giving, I was giving massive props to Intercontinental Championship. The IC title is a great stepping stone championship. Yeah. It is a I know the myth that not giving Ricky Steamboat a world type championship run. Oh, agreed. But uh, on, that, on um, that note, I've got, I've got. I think we are in bad cop still. Something I've neglected to mention. Who in the fuck has taken Ryan's stash and decided to, after taking the whole of it in one fell swoop, decide to give Logan fucking Paul a title shot? Because unlike with Roman, he could actually win this one. In fact, I know he's going to win this one, which means no championship apart from the women's championship on SmackDown will be held by a full-timer. What the fuck? Okay, so... That should have probably been a main bad cop one. I think that I could, that would have been I've somehow thing. purged it from my mind. I, I, okay, so... What a great time to bring that up after we're into our third hour of the show. I, I hate to, I hate to say it, but I, I I totally I I I hate to say it because I really don't like Logan Paul, but I get it. But he's he's a draw right now. For some reason, he's a draw right now. The life thing is ass kicked. Now I I do want it real quick. Just a correction. Um, you have to correct me. I'm right here. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is a former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Not a major championship. Mm, oh. at, at, at that time, excuse me. Wow. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can oh, you can wow, shit on one, Billy yeah. Corgan's NWA all you want. You can shit on this right wing conservative championship holding shadow of what it used to be promotion all you want. But back then, that was the championship if in I professional may, wrestling. If I may clarify. And yeah, he, what do you got? I'm sorry, but you have dug yourself a fucking hole right now. <laughs> okay, that is how a certain Vincent Candy McMahon would have seen that. Oh, man, I didn't know you could backpedal that fast on a bicycle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man, they've really changed bicycle Am technology. It used to be forward only. Am I wrong? Hmm... Hold on, let me yes. check. Let me. I'm going to check. Uh, let's see, check one thing. Do do do. NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Um, <laughs> man, why are you so shitty, Wikipedia? <laughs> Would you like me to do my speed check while you? You do that while Ryan. Sure. Sure. All right. Um, Solar Spars, I got totally screwed out of the Chocolate City Championship this weekend at Fight Club. Uh, it was climbing the ladder. It was a great six-way match. Climbing to the top, he would have got it easily. Nothing to stop him except the ref turned heel on him and took him out because he was siding with another opponent. Former MGB Wrestling Podcast guest, we were really rooting for Saul. Not happy about that. 
Um, this kind of changed. Um, I wrote this earlier in the week. Um, the reaction to Nick Aldis when he came out on SmackDown was kind of poor. Mm. Um, like, I think we recognize him, obviously, as, a, as an impact wrestler. We recognize him as the NWA champion. Um, but obviously, I don't think a lot of uh, SmackDown fans yes. seem to recognize who he was yes. at all. However, the reaction from the his segment with Adam Pearce has obviously changed that a little bit. So even if they don't know who he is, they understand that rivalry now. So, hey, I'm, I'm okay with that. And um, I had a segue for when Ryan said paint a picture about 10 minutes ago, but hey, never mind. Um, I'm going to mention it kind of now. So bad cop moment, not wrestling related at all. Uh, we just saw that Bobby Charlton had died, uh, Manchester United soccer legend. Um, and the reason it makes reminded me of paint a picture is I'm not sure if you're Matt and Ryan will not be, I'm sure. Uh, Matt, are you familiar with the comedian Dennis Pettis? Mm, I can't say that I he am. used to interview people and basically used to mock them. Like he'd walk up to Sophia Loren and say, "Like you look like a million lira," which is like pennies. Like he would basically be insulting. He would mock them without them knowing. He's kind of like an Ali G type figure. All right, Matt showed okay. no reaction at all. So he know them at I don't all. know who. Now, he did an interview with Charlie. Okay, well, I'm going to just tell you a couple of his stories. A couple of my favorite ones. Uh, one was with Bobby Charlton, and he's talking to Charlton Heston. And basically, he does, basically, like when me and you talk, and Ryan has no idea what's going on. That's kind of what it is with the guest. So he's talking to him about different film roles, and he says, um, so do you know who, um, he says, have you ever managed to play like an English Bobby Charlton? So he's asking Charlton Heston the question, but he's talking about, have you ever managed to be a, an English policeman? Except he's making the joke because it's obviously Bobby Charlton, who everyone in England knows is a soccer player. All right. Do you get the idea of the joke, Matt, at least? All right. You don't think it's as funny as I find it, obviously. I, I, but it'll... I, I, don't, I haven't experienced it, Graham. So, I uh, okay. of it. so his follow up to that was, do you know who paints a good picture of the weather? Cezanne Charlton. To me, that's one of the best puns I've ever heard. That was why I, when I heard paint a picture, I was like, I was going to talk about Bobby Charlton anyway, and I was going to talk about Dennis Pennies. I thought I might even get a giggle from that for Matt, but no, Matt did not like that one. I don't know I, it, Graham. I can't help you. Ryan will have no idea. Who's Cezanne Charlton? There's too many references to explain to Ryan, but that's a great pun. Who's Cezanne Charlton? It's a great picture of the weather, Cezanne Charlton. That's a brilliant joke. Who is it? What do you mean? Who's what? Who's Suzanne Charlton? You don't know who Suzanne Charlton is? You're not. I'm 39. Old. You don't know the weather girl, Suzanne Charlton? She's probably not a girl anymore, obviously, but who, wow. Who, who's, who's on first? You don't know who Suzanne Charlton is? Am I that freaking old? Yes. You don't know who the person is. Oh my God. That's one of the best jokes ever. Wow. I can't believe you don't know who that is. His daughter, Bobby Charlton's daughter. She's 61. No, she is not 61. She's when 61. Was she... She's been retired for 15 years. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on. You're 40 next year and she's been retired for 15 years. So this is in your mid-20s and in your teens. You've never watched the weather once in your mid-teens or in yes, your 20s. Yes, Graham, but I watched ITV, not BBC back then. All right. My, I know my references can sometimes be a little bit dated, but that one is not that far out, though. All right. Well, never mind. Shh. Whatever. Uh, that's my bad cop moments done. You need to watch some Dennis Pennies, though. Really funny guy. I will look Although it up now, at some point, Graham. I just read... Although, you probably won't... If you didn't get that one, you probably won't get the rest of them either. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Are yeah, we moving to fan yeah, cop she, moments? Yeah, she retired in 1999, Graham, actually, when she, when she, had, when she had her first child. 1999? Alright, so that... Oh, so it's just your math skills are bad, actually. So that was 24 yeah, years ago. Yeah, officially retired in 2007. 15 yeah. years ago. So when you were in high school, she left BBC Weather in secondary school. She was still doing the weather. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I feel like Ryan now. I'm talking about obscure comedy things from the ni- late 1990s. I'd never <laughs> heard of her before today, Graham, ever. I didn't, I didn't, know, that... I didn't wow. know Bobby Charlton had a daughter. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, Why Ryan, do I know that? Why is it your obscure knowledge is always so good and my obscure knowledge, no. It's irrelevant. Fancom <laughs> moments. Fan cops. Yes. All right. Graham decided to skedaddle um, because he's hungry, ignoring the fact that I haven't eaten yet. He's hangry. He's hangry. Well, I'm just hungry. Um, Right. So, Ryan, would you like to take us away, sir? Yeah, I'm just going to start at the first one I saw because I'm lazy. Uh, Mr. U-T-T Rob. Yes. Who said the good cop moment? NWA is getting a TV deal. Uh, the WTF cop moment, which we talked about at length, yes. was TK's Twitter meltdown. Um, the bad cop moment. We are now officially counting down to the end of Sting's career. I am going to disagree. I don't think it's a bad cop moment. I like. I'm trying to look on the bright side. It's him ending his career on its own terms, which I think is a good cop moment. As I said earlier. Earlier in this uh, nonsensical ramblings of yeah. three madmen. Yeah, and I've got to say, Graham replied to that saying, counting down to another Matt Attack product prediction that went wrong. Um, I still, Tony Khan's sort of person who would have Tony, who would have him win it, win the world championship in his last match. Yeah, I could see that happening. Um, I, I don't want, see that happening. I but... don't want him to do it, but I could see him doing it. Okay, I'm going to. Keep keep on keeping on with the Midwest Wrestling Roundup podcast. Great cop moment. One of our all-time favorites, Real Sierra, was listed in the top hundred in the latest PWI. Well deserved, and the sky is the limit. After you, sir. Yes, um, Mr. Griffin, Dan Griffin, indeed, um, saying that his good cop moment. It's bound for glory this weekend with a stacked card. Then Impact toured the UK for the first time in seven years. And I'm doing three shows in three cities in three days. Great week for Impact. Agreed on all fronts. I hope you have the most fantastic time checking out Impact. Uh, Bad cop moment. Well, this seems like a running gag this week. Tony Khan acting like a complete man, baby. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I'm going to go to High Five Tom. Um, IRL, awesome cop moment. Getting to break bread with Brett Yeager and MDB Graham, albeit separately, in the real life on our trip. Yeah, I noticed that. Um, enjoyable time you all had from the look of it. I always like breaking things, especially bread. Yes, I do like bread. I miss bread. Mm. bread. Let's move on to our friends at ROH Revelry. Always there every week. Great cop moment this week, Will, at Wormer Clergier. Yeah, I, I, I said it that way. And H5T, which of course is the aforementioned High Five Tom, reviewed Dawn of a New Era for Ring of Honor Revelry this week. 
and the curtain jerker of Sussex Co. Chicken. I still love his friggin' uh, Twitter handle. Like, just love it. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> versus the real, the last real man was awesome and reminded a reminder why Mark is a national treasure. Agreed. I have to agree with that, I'm afraid. International treasure. True. Very, very true. And it's funny to think about, to me, how influential the Briscoes became. Yeah. Because I feel like they were a team that was never supposed to make it. And they, they, that didn't matter. They just did what they did. Um, and I suppose we will end the show on a bit of a down note. The biggest tragedy um, to tag team wrestling in history is the early passing of Jay Briscoe. Absolutely. Um, still got two more um, fan cops to, to go through. Where are you finding fan cops? Because I am not seeing those. Um, they've applied to where Graham has tagged them. You piece of shit, Graham. Go ahead. Okay, so if I'm I'm gonna do chat crap on cheap pops podcast. Um, bad cop. Both JB and Chris have been really ill. Uh, that sucks, boys. Get well soon. Um, good cop. Jade Cargill being given mega star treatment. Hope everyone is doing well, chaps. Um, it is. I guess it's good cop, but at the same time. These were the same two who were trashing Jade Cargill and AEW. Now he then she's in WWE. They're all about it. Yeah, I'm coming at you, boys. I'll meet you in the ring sometime. Um, to um, be to be fair for them, they, I I I feel like AEW mishandled her, especially because she was a fairly homegrown talent. But she never lost. Yeah, but. It was a mid-card title, um, an undefeated streak with a mid-card title that people already kind of thought was a joke. Um, doesn't really do anyone favor. If she did that same streak as the AEW Women's Champion, that would have been different. Well, by, by that analogy, then, MVP being the US Champion for a year, does that make much difference? Yeah, because the U.S. title had a legacy and a history to it. The TBS championship is, oh, shit, people think we don't know how to book women. Let's throw a mid-card title in for them real quick and hope it sticks. It doesn't. And then you took your mid-card title and held it hostage for over a year. Um, at a time when you should have been bouncing the title around to make new stars and build new stories. That makes too much sense for Tony Khan, surely. Um, right, so the last one is from Justin. Uh, Ryan, do you want to do it? I see it. I do. I see it. I found it. I'm here. Um, the best cop was Gunther and Bronson Reed's Intercontinental Championship match on Raw. Hashtag banger alert. I agree. Absolutely was. A match between two heavyweights like that should not be that good. Well, that's a, that's the thing is anyone who is familiar with Gunther slash Walter is he is the kind of guy who can wrestle anyone of any size and put on a, you know, for lack of a better term, a five-star match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Worst cop judgment day winning the tag titles back so soon makes the fastling title change pointless. 
I slightly disagree you have, you for reasons four. I said earlier, but you had four exactly. You you said this is this is where uh, having all the gold. It's better when evolution had all the gold. It they started to get cracks start up here, didn't they? Yeah. Um, unsure cop moment. LA Knight as Roman Reigns challenger already just feels way too soon. Um, Graham with the bad take of nods and agreement. Um, I I like that Justin put it as an unsure cop moment because it is a little bit. This could go in thirteen different directions. Um, there are a lot of really positive directions this can go in for LA Knight's career. There are a couple of bad directions as well, but I do. You, I have I have more faith in them not messing up too much now that Hunter is running it exclusively and now Vince isn't. Yes, I agree. Because that's the bat that put in the biggest change Endeavor could have made. Agreed. For the better. Right. So me and Ryan decided that we're not that we're gonna hold on to Devil's Advocates and do them next week when we are joined by the virus Kane Michael. Whether or not Graham is here, we'll find out. Me and Ryan will be here, though. We're out of here. Bag of dicks. Boom. The music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.